Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's going to be an incredible night tonight. I'm going to give you the number to call in real quick just so you can get that up and ready. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. That'll get you called into the show and you can just follow the prompts and get on. I posted earlier on Facebook today that it's been a really stinky week. And I'm going to tell you this story because of I'm always telling you that inspiration you stumble over it every single day. You just have to look for it, right? So I'm going to share this story with you about why I've had just like the most stinking week you could ever imagine. Okay, so a lot of you know that last year my son gave me this little puppy, cattle dog looking thing um, named Ember. And you've seen some pictures, I'm sure, that I posted of her. So I have this little dog named Ember, and I let her outside the other night, and she was running around, and she came running into the house, and I was overwhelmed, <laughs> overwhelmed by the fact that and realization that she had just tangled with a skunk. Now, what's the first thing she does when she runs in the house? She runs in the house and rolls all over the carpet, jumps up on my brand-new sofa and rolls all over the sofa, and then comes over and just starts jumping all over me. And I'm trying to push her off me. And I'm getting, it's, it's horrible. It is horrible. And I was sitting there thinking about it as I was putting together our assignments and stuff for this week. Because it, the smell of skunk is everywhere. And it takes about a week to wear off. I'm not leaving the house. I won't even go to the grocery store. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible. <laughs> but, and We'll get to that in a minute. But as I was sitting there working on your assignments, it made me think about inspiration. And this whole experience, I mean, we've all heard of getting sprayed by a skunk before or having a dog get sprayed by, you know, or something. We've all heard of that. But how many of us have actually experienced it? Now, I'm not recommending that you run out and do this. Okay, I'm just saying that, you know, how many have actually experienced it? So I was thinking about when she first ran in the house. I have some folic acid stuff, uh, myriotic, whatever it's called, acid, in the backyard that I'm working on taking some matrix off of some fossils I've collected. And when she ran in the house, it was such an overwhelming diesel fuel, like oil rig fumes smell that I thought instantly, I thought maybe she'd knocked over that vat of acid I have out there. And I just started panicking, right? But the, the smell of it was just, it was just like raw, thick diesel fuel and and for a minute I, I couldn't I didn't put that together with a skunk because I've never smelt a skunk I've never smelt fresh skunk <laughs> and did not know that it smelled like diesel fuel fossil fuels you know and then the whole experience of her coming in and, and rubbing it all over the carpet and everything they've gone through and the things I've you know I've had to shampoo or all this different stuff I read off the internet and and, you know, how now the smell has changed to where it smells like the burnt, uh, real pungent insulation, the burnt insulation on electrical wires. 
and how that's what it smells like and all the, the changes that the smell has gone to and how it's lingered and, and changed. And, and I'm thinking, you know, if I ever sit down to write about a skunk now or to use that as a metaphor, I can now call on this experience. You know, so instead of saying, you know, it, it stunk like blah, 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 whatever, I can say that it's, it stunk like sagebrush after a rain or, you know, diesel fuel on fire. Um, you know, all these things that I have in my brain now that I'll be able to call upon were I to write about something about that or like metaphorically about that or whatever. So I just thought it was really cool, you know, how if you pay attention to the things that happen to you in life, you know, pay attention to just how it all weaves together and the individual components of it. That is pretty flipping amazing. And uh, so, yeah, I just want to share with you my, my stinky week with you. So that's what I'm going on right now. I'm really glad that this is radio <laughs> and uh, that you guys are not sitting beside me right now. <sighs> it's exciting. All right. So we have some things to go over before we get started. And that story kind of relates into some of the things we're going to be doing with our writing projects that we always go over at the beginning of the show. Now, if you're not familiar with these, if you... Uh, and actually, let me let me do something else real quick. I want to – I've got a couple things I've got to cover before I get to that. So I am going to – and where did I put it? I lost it. How could I have lost it? You guys have seen me lose this thing so many times this last year. It's not even funny. But it's gone. It's absolutely gone. I'm looking for a paper that has the list of all of our sponsors on it. And I had it here, and then I cleaned up my desk, and now it's gone. All right, so I found it. Yes. All right, we're good. We're good. I'm so glad this is professional radio. All right, so anyway, (laughs) I want to go over a couple of things really quick. First of all, before we get to our assignments, first of all, if you are interested in putting together a workshop with us, a writer's workshop with us, you can shoot me, probably the easiest way would be to shoot me a message over on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. You can shoot me a message. Let me know what you want to put together. Uh, these can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long, pre-recorded. Uh, we can do them live if you want audience participation or a combination of both. I mean, you can actually record these on your computer and send me an MP3 file. We can play that at the beginning of the show and then come on live if you'd like to answer questions and stuff at the end, whatever you want to put together. Just shoot me a message and let me know what your ideas are. We'll get that set up. We are going to be uh, having some fun ones coming up. I think Philip was talking to me about doing one, too. Um, anyway, we have some really fun ones that we're going to be doing this next year, and we're really excited about being able to bring those to you. So, you know, the whole concept of this is you don't have to be a professional workshop provider. You know, we all have something to teach, and we all have something to learn. So let me know what you want to put together. We'll work on it and, and get that taken care of. The next thing I want to do, and this is very, very important, especially right now, and that is I want to thank all of our sponsors who stepped up and helped cover part of the licensing fees to keep our broadcasting us broadcasting on the air for the year of uh, 2019, the, the full year last year. And it's really important that you know we, re- we recognize these people because they reached in their pocket, and, and without them, there couldn't be a show. Uh, you know, there's, it's, uh, just, we just appreciate you guys who, who've stepped to the plate and done this. And I want to thank you. So we have James, one sapien, Sean Gullickson, Rosalind Prentice, 
John Kay's, Paula Sweet, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Mangus Khan, Ronald P. Bremner, Terry Galloway, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Uma Pachapalli, Christy Doherty, Julia Vargas, and Michael W. Enk. So I want to thank all of you for helping sponsor the show. And I am going to bring this up especially now because I think it really is important for you guys to understand what you have done here. Four of the people on this list are not poets. Four of the people on this list are people who tune in every week and listen to you. People that reached into their pockets last year and helped cover the licensing fees for the year are listeners that come to listen to you. So you sit there and you share your stuff and you wonder, is anyone listening to me? Does anyone hear what I have to say? Am I touching anybody? Is there a reason I'm doing this? And I think that that kind of speaks for itself. Four of our sponsors last year are not performers, they're listeners. I think that's pretty cool. Two of them haven't called in in over two years. Life's taken them in directions, but they still come back and they listen to the show. They're still, we're still a part of their lifeline, their creative plug-in. You know, they haven't been able to call in or, or anything in two years, two of them. And still, they, they jumped up and, and helped take care of the licensing fees. That really means a lot to me. Um, you know, I did this on my own for a long time. And I remember the first time it was one sapien, actually, that stepped up to the plate and helped sponsor the show. And, and he, he did that on the air, uh, announced that on the air that he was going to do that with me. And it just, it may, I sat there and sobbed. I cried to know that the show meant as much to someone else as it does to me. And I've seen that grow over and over and over the last, you know, 14 years being on the air. Just want you guys to know how much I appreciate you for doing that. We are going to be doing our 2020 year broadcasting license fundraiser starting tomorrow. And so if you are interested in helping to sponsor the show, you can watch for that on my Facebook page or you can shoot me an email and ask me how you can participate if you would like to. You know, when uh, when you see, I don't know, when you see something grow from nothing into what this is, you know, it, it makes me very proud of you all. You know, and then when I see you step up like this and support each other as a community to keep this here, to make sure it doesn't go away, it just, I can't even tell you what it means to me. It just, I am so proud to be a part of this with you guys. So anyway, I want to thank our sponsors. I want to thank our future sponsors. Next thing I like, want to do is we are going to go over your writing projects that I give you every single week. So if you're ever sitting there and you're wondering, hmm, I don't know what to write or hmm, blah, blah, whatever, uh, just come back and listen to the first 15 minutes of any of our shows and you'll get a whole bunch of different directions you can go in. So the first thing I'm going to give you, and I'm going to go over these, if you don't have a pencil and paper, go ahead and grab one real quick so you can jot these down. If you, I get lost or tripped up or, or off on a tangent and get you all confused and you don't get everything written down, don't worry about it. After the show, you can just come back and listen to the archive broadcast and start and stop and get these written down. So your journal assignment, I want to start with those. And a journal assignment should be done on paper and pencil. I don't care if it's a spiral notebook, an actual journal. Uh, I remember when I forgot my very first off tangent. See? Squirrel. Oof. I remember when I got my very first journal. You know, I usually write in spiral notebooks, and who cares about a spiral notebook? But I got this. I was given a gift of this just beautiful, beautiful book journal, and 
every time we would go writing, Mark would ask me, he'd say, he gave it to me. He'd say, why aren't you writing in your journal? I was like, I don't want to mess it up. And he goes, you're supposed to mess it up. So I remember I was, fine. I was like, fine, I have to use it. So I got it and I started writing it and I was trying to be so careful. And by the end of the book, well, if you looked on my Facebook page, you'd see some pictures of, of pages out of my journals. But you'd see that, you know, so I just I just remember how crazy that was writing in an actual, I didn't want to mess anything up because it was so pretty. But anyway, so it doesn't matter, spiral notebook, journal, whatever. I want your hand, and I want a pen in your hand, and I want your hand dragging, dragging across paper when you do your journal assignments. Your brain thinks differently when you're writing by hand. So for at least this part, please, you can do the others on the computer, but your journal assignments, please have a pen in your hand and paper under it, hopefully. But you can write on the walls. So I'm good with that. I've got a picture in my albums of uh, my shower wall, too. You guys should check that out if you don't know. Yeah. As long as you have a pencil on the wall, you're good. So, yeah, I used to keep a pencil in my shower. So if I thought of, there's a whole story to that, I'll tell you later. Or someone can ask me to tell you if you're interested, but I'm not going to go on another ram, ram, rambling because that's what our assignment is. Um, but before I give you that one, every I've, I've given you a journal assignment for the year. And the journal assignment that I gave you for the year, and I want to keep reminding you of that, is to write a haiku every day. Every day, find something with 17 syllables and write about it. And it doesn't matter if it's a good haiku or a bad haiku or not all the syllables are there. The important thing is to just get it on paper because you can always go back to it. All right. So maybe it only has 15 syllables. I don't care. If it's not perfect, just write it down. Right. It doesn't matter that this isn't January 1st. Your year can start at any time. You can take a break and it's like, oh, my gosh, I haven't done anything for a week. That doesn't mean you can quit. That means you just pick up again and keep going from that point forward. But for a year, for 365 days, I want you to write a haiku every day. By the end of the year, you're going to be able to pick out between 35 and 60 of those that are going to be pretty dang good. And you'll have a haiku poetry book ready to publish but it'll also keep you writing every day. This is just a great, great, great uh, assignment for the year. So I'm hoping that you guys are doing this. The next thing, your weekly assignment is rambling. So basically what I'm doing is I'm just giving you a sentence. And on the top of a clean journal page, I want you to write this sentence and then just ramble. Just keep it going. Keep writing for about 10 minutes. Whatever comes to mind, just I don't care if it's your grocery list by the time you're done. So I just want you to write this the sentence, and the sentence is, I close my eyes and just. Nope, that was last week's. I can't give you last week's. Okay, hang on. Um, okay, so, yeah, I didn't change that one. Okay, so what I want you to write, <laughs> okay, so the one for this week, that your ramblings, the sentence you write at the top of the page is down the rabbit hole. So write down the rabbit hole, what? Keep going, 10 minutes, just whatever comes to your mind. Your journals, no one ever sees those. That's just one-on-one time, like up close and personal with your brain and, and the paper. So, yeah, just, just write anything, just blah, and uh, go from there. So it's down the rabbit hole. And yes, I am typing it so down the rabbit hole. Next, what I want to do is give you your writing exercises. Now, your writing exercises are a little bit different than your journal assignments. Journal assignments is one-on-one time with you. 
Writing exercises are things that are meant to push you, to prod you, to poke you with a stick, to push you out of a comfort zone and make you write differently, to make you grow as a writer. So they're meant to get pretty messy. And, you know, it's kind of like think about putting on a little sweatband, you know, the, you know, what is it? Go, let's get physical. That song uh, on you know, little one of those Olivia Newton-John headbands around the top of your eraser on your pencil. All right. So it's just a way to, to make yourself push out of your comfort zone, pump up those poetry muscles a little, grow as a writer. And the writing exercise, and this, don't believe it or not, this is, this is a challenge for some people, and that's why it's under the exercise and not an assignment. But I want you to do one thing a week. I don't care if it's 10 minutes. I don't care if it's a half hour, if it's an afternoon. But I want you to do one thing every single week and do something that surprises yourself or is different than something you would normally do, or you go to a restaurant you wouldn't normally go to, try a type of food you wouldn't normally try, you know, walk to work instead of of driving, Um, you know, whatever it is, park the furthest spot away from the grocery store instead of circling 20 times to find the one, you know, walk across the parking lot the furthest spot away. Just do something different that you've not done before that surprises yourself. It's kind of like the whole skunk story, right? I've never smelled a skunk, fresh skunk. I've never been through anything like this ever. And, and, but now I have this experience because it's something that surprised me. You know, I would never have thought to do that, but I guess I'm going to call that one for my, my, uh, surprise myself for this week. <laughs> I don't have to do another one. Yay. Um, but just do things you normally wouldn't do. The more things we put into our brain, the more we have about living, the more we're going to be able to write about life. All right. So what I'm doing on our writing exercises, the the weekly, is we have been working on writing to a scenario. And it's kind of basically the same thing, climbing out of your brain. With this, we're kind of, with our with our writing exercise, we're just kind of with this the, the writing to a scenario, we're trying to steer away from writing a poem. And with that said, you know, this exercise, it can be done in free writing form, as a story, prose, just rambles, whatever. Um, you know, anything that jumps out of your pen. It's just simply to get you exploring writing in a way you normally wouldn't write. Uh, without without the, the, the normal poetic form boundaries that you put on yourself when you sit down to write. I want you to write outside your label of a poet. Okay. So... What's the fun thing about scenarios and different than prompts is prompts gives you a concrete uh, thing, you know, the hard-boiled egg. You know, and this the a scenario is, you know, the the eggs on in the pan boiling, whatever. So it makes you look at a subject in a different way, and you're with this you have to fill in a lot more of the meat and potatoes than you would with something that's already in your head. So the scenario that I want you to write to this week is I want you to write where at least one of the characters are aware that they are a work of fiction. All right. Write to where at least one of the characters are aware they are a work of fiction. So I don't know I don't know who the character is, where they are, what they're doing, any of that. You have to figure that out. So that's why these scenarios are fun is because it really gives you really a huge fan, you know, a a galaxy of of different possibilities that you can do with the scenarios. It could be anything. And it's really fun because you can come back to these and do the same ones again. 
and just make it something different. So, yeah, these scenario exercises are great, and I hope that you are enjoying them and, and having fun with them, all right, right, where at least one of your characters are aware that they are a work of fiction. Next, this is a new one. This is exercise part two for the week, and I'm going to do this for a little bit because I, I really want to kind of have you guys focus on this. But this one is the uh, pick apart a prompt. Pick apart a prompt exercise. And what I want you to do is I want you to um, – I want you to look around the world with a thousand eyes. You know, it's something I say all the time as a poet. We look at the world with a thousand eyes. I remember when I was little and my sisters and mom and dad would used to make fun of me. They'd say, you know, why is a, ne- why is a grass never just green? Or why is a sky never just blue? Why do you have to say that it's the blah, 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 like a blah, 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 you know? And they used to laugh at me for that. But it was because having that creative soul we look at the world that way. We look at it through a thousand eyes. But I want you to remind yourself how to do that because sometimes we get so caught up in what we are supposed to do that we forget what we're doing and why we're doing it and who's doing it. So I want you to remember like when we were four. Remember when we were four and everything could become anything. That's the way I want you to look at this. So I want you to write the prompt at the top of the page in your journal or on your computer. You can do this one on your computer if you want. But write the prompt at the top of the page. And then I want you to start a list of all the different things, the thoughts, the ideas, the directions that you could take that prompt. Don't write to the prompt, but pick it apart. Think of ideas that you could write to that prompt. Now, this is not intended to end up with you writing a poem, but instead to make you realize that what you do with a prompt before you write can be more important than what you write. And what I mean by that is there's always these knee-jerk reactions, uh, the easy images our minds create when we see something, a, a cake with candles, a birthday, Robin with a worm, spring. If we jump on the first idea that comes to us, we'll be writing the same thing in much the same way as everyone else. But if we take it and turn it inside out and backwards and pull it apart and look at its mechanics and hold it up to the light, we'll see things that are not so easy to find as the result. And it will make us write in a new, it will make us write in, I don't know, just surprising and incredibly and interesting ways. And we've all heard those poems where there's a line that's like, holy shit, how did they think of that? You know, it makes you want to duct tape them in a closet and steal their poem because it's just so amazing. You know, we all have heard those things that just made us go, wow. This is how you kind of push your brain to look for those things. So don't go for the predictable. Don't go for the easy answers. All right. So write the prompt at the top of the page. List all of the things the different ideas, directions you could take it, all the things that could become a metaphor for, um, you know, look at all the threads that could make up its tapestry. Look at it with a thousand eyes. And then write everything you, that, anything that could be attached to it to it on your list. And you can visit that later. You know, maybe, maybe I, I, when you do this, you will most definitely find some inspiration. It's, it's inev- inevitable. <laughs> inevitable. Um, but... Yeah, I, I really hope you do this one. It's a lot of fun, and it, it really will change you and make you a much stronger 
writer. Okay. You know, always strive for the untypical, for the different, for the surprising. All right. So with that said, the prompt that I'm going to give you that you get to pick apart and write at the top of your page is, I almost forgot to do that part. That would have been really funny. So the, the pick apart prompt is old newspapers. Old newspapers. All the different things, directions you could take that. Old newspapers. All right. So now your prompts. With this whole last bit, me telling you guys you don't have to write a poem, now I'm telling you you do. <laughs> a prompt is different than an exercise or an assignment. All right. Those are your academic fun things that you do, the things you feed yourself every day to keep that creative side of you alive. A prompt is where you sit down and apply those things that you learn. All right. And so with that said, you know, it's kind of like a seed. It can, the, the, the prompt can uh, grow into a poem. It can be the title of your poem. It can be the line of your, a line in your poem, or it can be the concept of your poem. Okay. So, but, but it is intended to produce a poem at the end. So I've got three of them. Mark your paper one through three. The first one is your poetry prompt number one, the river's mask. The river's mask. Number two, forge a ghostly comet. Forge a ghostly comet. And number three, traveler's cocktail. Traveler's cocktail. So the river's mask, forge a ghostly comet, and traveler's cocktail. Those are your three poetry prompts for the week. Now, next and lastly, it is That's My Line Borrowed Poetry Prompt. This is from a poem that someone read last week, and sometimes, such as in this week, I pulled this out of a book that one of the, uh, our poets sent to me. I pulled it out of the, the book was uh, from Miss Emily Viewing, and it is called Conversations with Beethoven and Bach. And so, you know, these will be lines that I've pulled out of your books that you've sent me or ones that you've from poets from last week. But this one is from Emily Viewing and it is mud instead of paint. That's your that's my line borrowed poetry prompt. All right. That's it. We're done. We're through. <laughs> like I said, if I got you mixed up or you missed any of that, then you can just jump back and listen to the archive show once we are done here and you'll be able to, you know, listen at your leisure, stop and start <laughs> and get these written down. All right. So before we, before we get to the callers, I want to play an audio track and we always start and end every episode with an audio track from one of our poets and so if you are, actually, if you are a recording artist and you'd like to have your piece played on our on the air, you can email those to me. The word that is in the email title. You can email them to the Speakeasy Cafe, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com. Put audio track, audio file, something like that, MP3, in the subject line for me. We'll get those uploaded to the studio and play them for the world. So we would love to have your tracks in our library to share. 
So we can go ahead and get those sent over. The track that I have tonight is kind of special, and I haven't heard it yet. So this is going to be, I'm going to be hearing it the first time, which can be dangerous, except for I know this guy. So, um, yeah, I've had some surprises on the show where I've not listened to him before I put them on. Yeah, some of you guys have gotten me. <laughs> that was back in the early, early days. Um, because of our rating is why. Anyway, so this is by, uh, this is a track by Philip Kent Church. And one of the things that I'm always telling you guys is that, that it's amazing to step, it's amazing. We have to step outside of our comfort zones in order to grow. And I always say that we're, we are creative beings. We're not just poets. You know, if all of a sudden we couldn't write poetry, we would not stop being a creative person. We would find another outlet for that part of our soul that has to create. All right. So I'm always saying that it's good to step out and do things we haven't done before. And one of the things that was really fun that I did and and uh, suggested you guys do a long time ago is I worked with a songwriter. I was actually at an open mic and a, one of the, the songwriters or the music, uh, guitar players came up to me and asked me if he could take that poem and set it to music for me. And I remember going to the bar where his band was performing and hearing it played for the first time. And I was literally in tears. I was sitting there sobbing. It's the first time I'd heard it. And it just blew me away what they had turned my poem into. And it's just this phenomenal thing when when you are able to experience that. So if you guys, no one has ever worked with this, with music and had one of their pieces set to music or sung or turned into a song, I suggest you do that. Philip Kent Church um, has done that and does that himself. And he sent me a track tonight of one of his poems that he has turned into a song. And it's Forlorn Phantasms. And I want to play that for you before we get started here. And I see that we've got Philip on the line, so we'll be able to talk to him in just a little bit. But I wanted to play this for you because I think it's pretty incredible to, you know, when we write something on paper, it's our secret. When we read it out loud, we're giving it away. We're giving it wings. We're breathing life into it. You know, but it's, it's something completely different when you take it beyond that, when you let it grow, when you let it become what it's going to become. As I can't explain it. I can't explain it. You're just going to have to try it. All right. So anyway, this is Philip Kent Church with Forlorn Phantasms. Here we go. Remembering 
covering things which under rug swept, and his tears mixed in with the ink as he wept. by the past as some forlorn phantasm while inscribing the words to broach his heart's chasm with wretched resolve to relinquish from that dark night something noble and worthy all he could do was write That was Mr. Philip Church, and let's go ahead, because he is our first caller, let's go ahead and bring him on the air with us. Philip, are you there? Yes, I am. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, Philip Church down here in uh, muggy, warm, muggy Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know why, I. you know, I... You know, you're there in Virginia, and you got that that southern drawl about you. And I always, you know, I I was thinking, okay, now I'm going to hear this. And my first that knee jerk reaction is, I'm going to hear country music. I always forget that you're kind of a rocker. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a antique headbanger. I'm an old rock and roll <laughs> drum. <laughs> but, uh, well, fantastic job on that, sweetheart. Thank you for sending that in. Oh, thank you for playing. That was uh, one of my experimental things. You know, I, uh, I've, I've, got, I've got all this technology surrounding me, uh, my medical stuff that I need, and i got all my computer stuff, and i got all my books and recording stuff, things like that. And uh, it's, it, how I pulled this off <laughs> was uh, I have a robot voice on my computer. So you do text-to-robot voice, whatever you write, the robot says. And I recorded that on my flip phone cell phone. And it wow. it back to the computer, yeah, <laughs> to get that weird kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> electronic feel to it. And then uh, I, I've got some really, really good uh, 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 audio programs. So there's a lot of echoes in that and things like that. And, uh, of course, I, I, I did the music off of uh, uh, some uh, uh, music uh, uh, applications that you can get free from uh, Microsoft. You know? So uh, it, it's, it, it came together rather well. And it's one of my favorite poems that I've written. And uh, uh, so uh, I appreciate you playing it. <laughs> oh, I appreciate you sending in. That was incredible. And then um, I listened to your voicemail, and I will contact you on the rest of everything that was in there, just so you know. Cool. Uh, excellent, excellent. <clears throat> so um, let's see. I uh, Because you've already played an audio track, I'm just going to read one poem tonight, and uh, uh, I'll give you a little bit of a setup, and I'll get on out of here and give some other folks a chance at this. Uh, or as Todd says, uh, give, give the real poets a chance to come in here. No, but, uh, <laughs> you don't get away uh, with that either. Neither does he. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, this is uh, talking about real, what's real, what's not real. Uh, I have some really strange interests, as you know. <laughs> I like sacred geometry and 
the Fibonacci sequence and, uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of into, I'm sort of a quantum physics, you know, nerd kind of guy sometimes. And uh, so this is a little piece I wrote. And, you know, I'm also an inspirational poet. So this kind of throws together a little <laughs> quantum physics with some inspiration uh, in a poem. And it's called uh, Superposition. Ready? I am. Here we go. The smartest among us have written in a book that nothing here is really real until we look. As odd as it may seem, there's no doubt of this condition that we create our world by observing it from a superposition. It is the act of observing which actually determines this or that. Until we look, all is in a superposition, like Schrodinger's cat. So, if superposition is how things really are, shouldn't we discuss if we create the universe by observing it, then who observes us? For my part, I suggest that the one observing us is our God above. And the really important position in life is a superposition of love. That means, should one wish to be great among us all, as a volition, then let tolerance and kind-hearted service be your superposition. Do you wish for peace of mind and a clear conscience as a condition? Then treat other folks as you'd like to be treated as the superposition. Perhaps you are plagued by your failings, fearful of wrapped decision, just believe in God's gracious strength and weakness as a superposition. Be thankful for all things. Try not to always dwell on the worst. Take on the superposition that those who are last will be first. Now, all of this can be dismissed for a superposition of faith and fate. Or you can be observed letting God's love be the universe you create. In poem. You know, I always tell people that we are more in control than they realize. You know, sometimes it's really easy for people to run through life and have a crutch to lean on. And I'm this way because of this, or things are that way because of that, or that's not my fault, it's because of, you know, it's easy to have a crutch. That's why I don't like labels on people. You know, but people don't realize that we really do have control over our own reality. You know, we control, we can't control things coming at us, but we can control the things around us and how we react to everything. And so I really love that talking about, you know, how, you know, we create what we believe. We create that, you know, what this means. We are Mm -hmm. in control of that. So beautiful message, beautiful and empowering. Oh, thank you. And um, I've I've read the uh, I've read it on on the show here sometime back, but I have another poem called "Get Your Wings," and one of the lines in it is, is that 
I am not all that has happened to me, but I am precisely what I choose to be. And and that that's what I, I think it's all about, you know. So, uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on out of here, and uh, I will uh, uh, hopefully we'll be in touch on the the, the other matters. And uh, you have your people call my people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just call you. Know. <laughs> I don't want okay, them to have all the fun talking to you. <laughs> but uh, y'all look me up on Facebook, Philip Church, or if you want. Look at some of my books and the stuff that I've written. It's uh, just search me Philip Kent K E N T Church on Amazon. And uh, with that, I'm gonna slide on out of here. <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Great job tonight. Ah, uh, I thank you. You're welcome. Always amazing to have Philip on. Really enjoyed that track he sent in. Once again, if you guys would like to have your track played on the air, send those to me at thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. We'll get them uploaded to the show's library, and we will get them played. Now, for those of you who are on hold tonight, I do want to let you know that we take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code 731 will be our next caller. So listen for your telephone area code. When I call you and bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. That's really important. Say, hi, this is me, and go from there. You want to make sure that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. I cannot stress the importance of that. So please, please introduce yourself when you come on the air. The next thing is is that you can read two shorter poems or one normal-length poem. We do have... uh, quite a few callers on hold tonight so two short poems or one normal poem up to you and if that changes and we have to change it to just one poem then I will let you know at that point if that happens on your call I please apologize but yeah right now you're good with two two shorter poems or one normal poem and then I want to remind you that we have a mature rating. That means you're bound to hear just about anything, with the exception of hardcore porn poems. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Other than that, you're good to go. So I'm actually, let me give the next three callers so you kind of have a heads up if you're coming on fairly quickly. As I said, we have 731 will be next, followed by 419, and then 832. Let's go ahead and grab... 731, you're on the air. Am I really? You are. I didn't hear anything go or beep or anything. I, I really enjoyed Phillips' recording. That was that was classy. I was not mentally prepared for him to drop that bomb on me, and it was just <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I'm like you. When I hear him, I'm, dude, I'm looking for the auto hearts and the banjos. Because because mm-hmm. that's where I come from. That's that's my heritage. So uh, anyway, that's that's pretty amazing right there. Yeah, I was blown well, I away by it. Heritage, I named my son after a bluegrass singer out of out of Virginia. So I mean, seriously, I'm dedicated. Uh, you know, I, well, I was dedicated. I don't stay dedicated much to anything. You, but uh. Uh, blogophilia um, had an anniversary like the first week of season 13 is upon us okay so it means there's 12 full years in the books and I was there at the beginning heck I was at the beginning but mm-hmm. 
anyway, I was considering writing something for St. Patrick's Day because Irish, of course. But since this opportunity arose, I put the shamrock on the back burner for another year. However, it was not always like this for me to go about being so adept about procrastination. Back in 2000, a baker's dozen or so years ago, I was superstitious about missing a week of writing something for the Blockophilia group back when it was on MySpace. My very first writing partner was a girl named Leah. We go back further than Blockophilia, but not quite as far as faxing, somewhere in the middle. Anyway, I could tell you many stories about our escapades, but I'm going to leave it at one. There was a story that I began writing, one I thought I had a good chance to be a serial, with multiple chapters over time. I wrote the first installment and gave it over to Leah to write the next chapter. She promptly killed off my main character. He was eaten by spiders. She. Anyway, that leads me up to this. I wrote a poem for Leah because the blog of Philia 13. It's called 13 for Leah. I was always happy to be your silent partner. Every moment with you is a life-altering event. Pour us around a buyer's remorse and stir, adding all that is left, what we've not spent. Those who were serious about the eye in the sky, the joker who sat in judgment, a saboteur, the oracle living the dream caught in a lie, passers-by pause, plausible, adjourned to confer. What we said was well-intentioned, if meant, what we meant was always subject to a reply. Some was left on the table, but most was spent. Always in the offing, see you Tuesday, bye. Meet me at a kiosk, your choice, a stopover, for souvenir scenes you might seek to recover. End poem. That was beautiful. And she's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. She wrote something this week. Dave Schrader wrote something this week. It's like Marvin showed up and dangled all the points, and everybody said, yeah, I'm in. So it's kind of cool <laughs> to have a bunch of, people, a bunch of people come back from out of the blue. I don't think anybody's expecting that. If no one else enjoyed us, we've enjoyed each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's really funny. I was thinking about you this week because I was going through – I found a box of – papers i've been and you know since i moved when you move you always stick boxes away saying i'll get to them sooner or later you know and usually you know it's been two years and finally i'm getting to these boxes and in there was a notebook that i used to write in when we did the chronicles fantastic and and when we did poets of the round table and in there i was pulling out these pages of poems that I had that I helped I was part of I was one of the the round table poets and I had printed them out and I was so I was sitting and I got to sit down and I got to read them and I remembered how much fun that was and and it was just yeah it was incredible it really made me it made me smile and made me all happy seeing those and remembering all that and being a part of that with you well that's good that's good the the uh Spirit Wild Chronicles that you're talking about, for the people who missed that, there were 26 different blogs, and these were really long, details on that blogs. Nala had hundreds of pictures on MySpace 
and I would take a different writer every week and introduce them to her, the pictures and say, pick one of these pictures out and write a poem personal to you about this picture. And then every, no one ever picked the same picture twice. It blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And, and then somebody always found one that was relevant. And they would write the poem. We would turn it into a picture poem. And, and they would submit it. And, and you would bounce off of that. And, each of them uh, was allowed to ask me one question each. Or they yeah, were allowed to ask me any question. question they wanted, and I had to answer it in the blog. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was just... Yeah, there's a poem. There's a couple of things, actually. The one that I was reading, the one that I pulled out and was reading, um, was somebody had asked me, I don't remember who it was now right off the top of my head, but asked me, um, what was it like? What were my muses like? Or what what was it that inspired me? That's what it was. What was it that inspired me? My muses. And so I was reading my reply to it and I actually have that on my computer. Maybe I'll read it on here sometime. If When you come on, if you remind me, maybe I'll do that. Read that for okay. you if you remember it. All right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know whenever you come on and tell me to do that. Okay. I'll do that next time. <laughs> okay. Over the first first week of the month is when I'm supposed to read a piece, my own pieces. That was our agreement with all of that was my agreement with all of you guys. So maybe we'll do it on the first week of the month. Normally I get mad when you don't do it every night, but actually the night feels damn good. I was fine stepping aside. <laughs> I know it was so cool. It was so cool to hear. Yeah. Anyway, uh all right. Well, we're done here and uh I'm gonna ease on out the way and 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 uh, y'all y'all take care of each other and, and uh don't do anything crazy at the grocery store. And uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, really. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to go back to work because I'm working tonight. I just took I took my lunch break for you. So there. Aw, well, I appreciate Aww. that. All right, then. See you later. Bye. Thank you, sweetheart. <laughs> Bye, honey. All right. So I am going to do. Um, let's look at this. I want to let area codes. Eight or excuse me, area codes nine eight four two one six five four zero and seven five seven know that you are not in the lineup. So if any of you would like to come on the air and read tonight, nine eight four two one six two four zero seven five seven. If you guys would like to come on and read, please press one. That will let me know that you want to come on the air and read. And if you're here just listening, appreciate it. Thank you. If you change your mind at any time, 984-216 or 757, you can press 1 anytime, and that will go ahead and put you in the lineup. Otherwise, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Let's go ahead and grab our next caller, which is area code 419. 419, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. (laughs) Hi, Missy. How are you, sweetheart? Oh, I've been terrible. I had this cold. It's been for like about a month now. And I like the last two days, I feel like I have the fever. So like, oh my gosh, you might have the coronavirus. Um, But oh, well, yeah, I just I haven't been feeling myself lately. So that kind of sucks. Lost my voice and all kinds of stuff. Just kind of getting back into it, trying to. You can only drink so much orange juice. So Yeah. (laughs) But um, I do have to add to your skunk story that I do have three dogs. And uh 
Frankie likes to hunt because I have elk hounds. And so he did mm-hmm. get a couple skunks that he got. <clears throat> and my friend told me a recipe. Well, I screwed it up, and I made, like, a volcano thing. But it worked. <laughs> uh, the the Blue Dawn dish soap with vinegar and baking soda. And you mix it up, and it'll foam up. Um, you know, put it in water and mix it all up together. I, I didn't ever, like, maybe one cup here and a half cup here. You just got to play with it. But by the time I got in that bathtub with that dog, that bathroom smelled worse than that dog did when I was done because it took the smell out. <laughs> so it's something you might want to try. I mean, you could even use that foam if it, if it smells on the furniture on your carpet. You could probably use it on mm-hmm. there. But, yeah, Blue Dawn baking soda and vinegar. And it foams up, but it, it worked. I'm, I'm telling you, it worked. It took the smell of that skunk away. Um, I just want to do it I mean, so it I can make a volcano. A <laughs> yeah, because it, it You had up me on volcano. I'm good. <laughs> but, I mean, it worked. And, I mean, if my dog were to get a skunk tomorrow, I would do the same exact thing over again because it worked. Some people keep it in a spray bottle at their house, but um, it, it does work. So Frankie is living proof. <laughs> I'm supposed to go to a baby shower on Saturday. And I just don't think there's any way at all because I can smell it. You know, even after you've been around something, you don't smell it as strongly. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I, was, I went outside and I was doing some stuff outside and I came back in the house. And as soon as I came back in the house, it hit me how strong it really was. But when I was in the house and, and you know, the last day and a half, day, almost two days now, it got to where I could hardly smell it anymore. So I know yeah. how strong it must be. And I can just picture me walking into this nice, sweet little baby shower with little pink balloons everywhere and little baby bottles and all the mommies in their little white gloves and stuff sitting there with their prim and proper little purses. And I walk in and I smell like a skunk. <laughs> I think I'm not going. I think I am not going. They're going to either think that I'm just like this crazy, unclean person or I just got stoned as hell. One or the other. I'm not ah. sure which one. It'll be one of the two. Oh my gosh! Oh, oh my! Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if I head straight to the know. Doritos, I can cover it, right? And they'll think I got stung yeah. instead of skunk. It'll be, be yeah. mass, or use a, <laughs> use a little of that concoction and dab it behind your ears or something. <laughs> it's household stuff, so it's not chemical. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't explode or nothing, but I, I would try it. I mean, if you got it on your carpet, I, it's safe enough to use on your carpet. Yeah, you know, just soap vinegar. So yeah, but I definitely try. I, I'm, I'm just gonna say it again. You had me at volcano. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, just what I meant by that is it foams, like a shampoo. It foams really. It just keeps foaming. But I, I know. I'm excited. <laughs> I want to do it. <laughs> can we finish the show first? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, we That's can finish funny. the show. We can finish. Fine, we can finish the show first. All right, guys, we're gonna finish can I the show. I please read mine first. <laughs> Yes, I just yes, my- yes. I'll wait until after <laughs> oh. the show to make a volcano. That would be cool. I want to know how it went. Next, if, I, okay. if next Thursday when I come on, I want to hear how it went. <laughs> okay. uh, or if it took the smell away, you know. So, Okay, so I have a piece uh, with, um, it, I don't know the title yet. Maybe you could help me think of one at the end. Because uh, my friend was thinking meta transcendence, and then I was thinking like my final transcendence or something like that. But maybe after I read it to you, you might, like, have a suggestion for me. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Um, When life ends, when we transcend, life begins. We live, we die, we live again. We are illuminants. Our lights burnt out, but never to our soul. Our time ends the only time we know the presence. 
As our lights dim, it is hearing and vision that leave. In the spiritual world, these senses we do not need. Our light fades over time, dims to the final stage, lastly to close our eyes. When darkness prevails and blackness is all you see, it was the light that led you there, the light of life that each of us emits. The light leads to the darkness where your being, no longer needed, allows you to exist. You own your soul. Hang on, hang on. Death is inevitable. It falls upon us all. Death is a part of life. Death should be uplifting rather than morbid. Death is sadness rather should be happiness as it is a new life, a step to a new realm, undiscovered, unknown, until we all get there. The road that has an end, steps already been taken, not needed now, bodies left behind, transcending of our souls. No, when I die, I will not die. Rather, I will live a new life I'll never know until I get there, until my final days on this earth. Dying is a stage we all go through. Dying is actually the stage of rebirth. Until then, my light will shine. Then after, it is my soul that was born to dance. And peace. Okay, so I have a title for you. Okay. I got a pen. <laughs> I I am a, I'm a real fond I'm real fond of things that are simple and direct and not complicated, I guess. Mm-hmm. That that create instantly will create the image you want in the head in their head when they're reading. And so I'm listening to you read that and I'm listening to the message in it and you, the, a lot of the terminology that you use. And, you know, it made me realize, you know, that it's all in that light, you know, and how short that, that time actually is and yes. the, the power in it and the magic in it and all of that. And so the title I suggest for that piece is simply Flicker. Is what? Flicker? Aw. Flicker. Think about, you know, the flicker of a candle. That's how fast our lives are. But how brilliant is that? You know, flicker. Right, right. That is really cool. That would be my suggestion. You don't have to use it, but that's my suggestion. You told me to look into that. That's my (laughs) flicker. It's always good. Yeah, because I was stuck on one, and I just wanted to say, like, my final journey or this or that, and then I just didn't know, and... Yeah, I, I like that too, kind of, because I like candle lights and stuff. But I just think that we all are light, and we are the light of someone's life, or we can shine in someone's life. But we're all emanated by light. And then when when like death happens, like because I've seen it firsthand, that I just don't think we die. I just cannot die. I've been through it, you know. Like, but it's kind of a different way to think. I'm a spiritual person, but I don't believe in organized religion. But I very I don't much in touch with. I'm in touch with God. I'm in touch with the nature. And every day I see him in the trees and whatever I want to call him. But I just like, um, I very much am a philosopher and think about life and contemplate a lot on everything. And yeah, it, it's been wearing on me because, you know, with my husband dying and stuff kind of, uh, lately, I don't know why, but February 12th was his birthday. And I don't know. I was just thinking about that and what I went through in that room when the computer flickered flicker. I like your word, the computer flickered. And then I walked over to him and I, picked his head up and I said I love you take me with you and he took his last three breaths of air in my hand and I've been that close where it's like it's it's amazing you know it wasn't I I was shocked you know but it wasn't um 
I just didn't, you don't expect it when people say that you have a sentence, you know what I mean? Like, one of my friends said, well, oh, it was easy for you because your husband knew he was dying. Mine, mine had suicide and nobody knew. Well, I don't think that's fair because you're not prepared no matter what. If you know the day, you're not prepared until that happens to you, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, it was such a, it was such a presence of him in that room and the light that I bought and all the hospice people came in and said, where did you buy that light? I've never seen anything like it. And it lit up the whole entire hospice room to the ceiling and everything. My husband always said, what if we die, lights go out? What if we die, the lights just go out? Well, I'll tell you what, he was in hospice for two and a half weeks. When I took it home, it never lit again. He never came home and it never lit again. Wow. It it was just, it was just amazing. Like his love was transferred into that light to shine so bright in that room that all these other people seen that. And it was, it was just amazing to go through. And I just going through that, I just don't believe, you know, and I write about death and light and love and everything, but I just don't believe the end is the end because nobody really goes there until we go there, (laughs) you know, the near death experiences I read a lot about too, you know, so. I guess we'll all find out at one point, won't we? Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, a good thing to read, like, too, is, like, uh, uh, you know, the, the stories of hospices and the nurses and the stuff that they see. And then uh, read read our, um, stories about the emergency room doctors when they're between life and death. And that's just amazing to, to me because I like stuff like that. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> true stories. <laughs> but thank you for letting me read. I've taken up enough of your time. And please do try that stuff because it does work. <laughs> uh, introduce yourself to everyone, by the way. Um, uh, Shelly Gambino, agent 419. <laughs> um, I have a Facebook page of my own. Um, it's called poetical intrigue, not political, poetical intrigue. And I post nothing but my poems on there, um, stories of my life and stuff like that, but of poetry. So, um, that's where I post them all. I haven't been posting lately cause I've been sick and haven't been really writing a lot. So I got to get back into that funk. <laughs> so we'll come back after the but, show yeah. and listen to the prompts that I gave out and start writing. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. There were some good ones tonight. So yeah, I was I was listening away from the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. All right, Shelly, honey, idea. it's great to hear from you. Thank you so much, baby, for being here. Yep, thank you, and you have a wonderful evening, and enjoy the rest of your show. <laughs> thank you, hon. We'll talk to you next thank week. Thank you. Bye bye. Love you. Yep. Bye. Bye. Love you too. Bye. All right. So again, I want to let area code nine eight four two one six. And 757, know that you are not in the lineup. If you guys want to come on, press 1. If you change your mind and you want to come on a little bit later, press 1 at any time. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. I just don't want to not bring you on and have you say, I've been on hold for 70 hours and you never. And it's because I didn't see your your little cue for me to bring you on. So, yeah. Our next caller, area code 832. 832, you are with me. Hey, it's me. Hey, you. (laughs) (laughs) Or it could be someone else. I'm not sure yet. (laughs) As as long as you're somebody, then I'm good because then I'm not here by myself. (laughs) No, okay. You sure about that? (laughs) I'm sure. How have you been, sweetheart? You sound so good. Uh, I'm feeling better anyway. I've been having my own trials and tribulations this last week. Uh, Somehow I managed to step in some ant poison that someone forgot to u- read the freaking directions which is the last part saying water it in and so I happened to step in it with my with my right foot and oh look at all the pretty blue and red and freaking almost black 
goddamn colors on my toes. Isn't yeah. that sweet? Yeah, so I've been having fun with that. So, not the way you anyway, want your inner I'd, colors to come out. No, no, <laughs> not, not not like that. No, definitely not. We, we, we would like to skip that one. <laughs> well, in any case, uh, uh, <clears throat> just as it has been said, this is Soldier Blue. And um, um, just recently, I have been uh, seeing some... Uh, uh, articles come across the the new, uh, native news wires uh, where a lot of the um, leaders of uh, native uh, nations in Oklahoma are starting to join in the conversation about the uh, 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 what has now got an anagram uh, actually uh, it's uh, called M M I W missing murdered indigenous women. And they're starting to ask the questions now about some of the lackadaisical investigations that have gone on in terms of, you know, investigating some of the deaths and disappearances of their women of their uh, nations. And so they're starting to get the, uh, well, they're, they're, they're enlarging the scope, obviously, and there are certainly are going to be some more uh, names added to the list of uh, those that we already know and hopefully it will inspire those people who thought that there wasn't any real good reason to uh, take an interest in in uh, some of the deaths that they have seen around them to come forward and uh, add some more people to it so that we can start uh, making this uh, not so much an epidemic uh, and so with that in mind I wrote I wrote this piece. Uh, it's called Death Array, Red Dress. Hands raised, brazed by the silver of moonlight. Shabby. Darkness floods the land, black, sabe. As the blood that has lain dormant, slumber without a voice. Shaken, on fire, suddenly awakened by agony and outcry. Fresh deaths of our red earthen daughters were he bones beneath a misery-dusted sky. Cleaned, cleared, getha, murder most foul has been done. My sweet silence, sisters, daughters, falling farther on and farther, farther still. Female shapes sway into the night. Nocturnal travelers, mist, breath, river smoke, immune to the grasp that took their lives. Dodze uthinge. Strangle fire, egarot, pete. Lead lines of a bullet, hemp burns of a rope, the sharp slice rind edge of a knife. There was a witness. There was none. There were the ghosts. Ubechni of sisters silenced before, before, and before. Gypsy jingles, the dances of their lives, the quiet magic. 
of shining eyes bared and dropped opaque to the sodden ground for the dogs to find. Shongi. For someone to find ghost songs, breath, wooden timber to silken sigh for none to hear until later. Dropping sounds by echoes, passion, dripping rise of an atavistic nature, ugube, an abyss of the killing fields, bones, rage, they age her, who raped her, wahi, gibagon, gedake, shadows fall, agatse, like water upon the likeness of a human being. Moninga, the clay-filled flame of a silent sister, Nigake, to save a life. Oh, who among you saved her? Death days in the making. Verily, it is so. Bea, bethinga. Oh, ego. Verily it is so, a question ringing in blood, who is it? Bethinga. Nobody! Da Amonga. Patience, persistence, shon shon. We shall be relentless. Sharp is the spurned blue, wakobe gaki. We have chosen to consecrate the robe's stripped expanse. Oh, yeah. The endless naked sky, raw heat, intake breath, barbed, splintered, shattered, filled as the dropping sounds of our silent sisters' names. Gatratre, scattered like dirt over the land. Is your red dress on? Moonlight commentary, silver filters, thus soft command the night heightened senses of someone missing, someone murdered, most foul, shattered breath. Will you take another? Sing a song for the dying. Sing a song for death. Sing a song for life. Sound song, on gapogi, soft drop thud. Signs of life. Someone's dying. Someone's crying. Someone's lying. Someone screams. Wailing siren of the night. M M I W. Missing, murdered, indigenous women. Lodestone paints. Directional habits. Who knew? Who saw it happen? Times change. Nothing much. Thinking, dreaming, echoes the same, the same, the same. Two rib bone taps, Morse code, morose, 
taps the end, taps shoes, a show most macabre. Help me! <laughs> Silent sisters, red dresses, drown suspension, inarticulate bones, where he... Death postures written, transmitted on the radio. Paint for death masks, liquid filters, hair shimmering beneath water, trapped, tapped from its origin, itsu, iutse, sing, sing, Rivers without a mouth, shortse, ubek, me, ghost smoke, altered visions of the lost. Dead and wandering, nocturnal travelers, realms returned, scarlet thongs, velvet maw, the weft and weave of a spoken for red dress, pairs swaying in the slow rhythm of river water. I'm ready for my close-up, she says. Who knew? Who saw it happen? Life without a warning, life without a cause. Comes the dawn light, gasoline. Still a great loss for loved ones and relations. We shall cleanse with heat. We shall divine what we see, water, malleable tide, cups all things, oh, yes, first medicine, hong, we are sounding the rattle, we shall stir the very dust around us, more carried upon the wind, Carrying all whom have received its welcome touch. The act of touching the earth. Our silent sisters. We shall see you again. We are the ghost road born. We have come to take you home. Do you have your red dress on? Raiments for travel, sing a song. I am a strange passenger on an endless flight where death is but a doorway to a broader night. And peace. That was freaking phenomenal, Soldier Blue. Thank you. Now, you've been writing about this. This has been going on for so long. You know, and I know that this is like one of the one of the things that you write about that's probably the closest to your heart. And it's just you can tell you can tell the passion and the emotion. You know, I am so glad that you write about this. I'm so glad that you do this. I could not do it, Nyla. There's too many out there that are missing or gone from us. And it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to stop. And in fact, um, 
I have a free podcast, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before or not, but it's called Red Earth One, and it's all together like one word, but the R, the E, and the O are capitalized. And uh, that one, uh, Death Array Red Dress, is the latest one that I've recorded on there. And uh, the easing that I subscribe, well, that I that I submit to, I don't, I'm subscribed to it too. I guess you could say that, but I, it's more to put to the point that I actually uh, submit uh, my work to there. This piece I told the lady that I that. Um, as the the chairman for that, it really wouldn't work if it was just written on a page. And so I asked her, you know, would it be possible to post this maybe as just a vocal audio recording on the on, for the magazine? And uh, she got me in touch with one of the other people on her on her board, and they're going to make a uh, black and white video for it on their uh, YouTube channel. Uh, for uh, for this uh, for this particular work, so that's uh, that's going to be up and coming very soon. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, give us more information on that as it gets up and rolling. Post it on my page sure. if you can. And uh, yeah, again, just love you. Appreciate you. Appreciate how much of yourself you give to your writing. You know, the world's going to be and is a better place because of what you do. Uh, I just try to do my best. I hope someone hears me. <laughs> we hear you, Blue. <laughs> Love you, honey. Love you too, Nyla. All right. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Try to call in next week if you can. Miss oh, hearing you. Well, they've changed, they've changed uh, my schedule again, so I get off maybe about a half an hour before show starts, but I'll, uh, as soon as I get home, I'll, I'll click in. Score. Okay, awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye, hon. Bye now. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 256. 256, you are on. You are on. You are on the air, I think. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he scared me. Hi. <laughs> it was so this quiet for a while. It's like, oh, who's here? Who's here? I know. It is it awesome to hear from you, block. Dan. Oh, awesome to be on. I've been off the air for about two and a half weeks. I know. I don't like that. I don't either, but... Life happens. It does, you know, and that sucks, but it does. So when you're not here, know that you really are. You know, I Thank keep you in my pocket. Even when you're not around, you're in my, you're in that special little pocket I keep in the hem of my dress for all my special secret wonderful things. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, this has been quite an evening. It has been a really fun night so far, yes. Yep. Oh. So. Well, I got a I know. I feel like I keep talking. See, I'm doing it now. I feel like I keep talking over you. So I'm going to just shut up and let you let it, you tell us what's going on with you and what you're doing and what you brought for us and just go. 
<laughs> you know, right now I have been working with my family on a house that we're doing for this lady. Uh, we've also been clearing land on the mountain up here, getting ready to move some things. It's been hectic. You know, we're trying to get as much done before the real wet weather sets in, which we've already got thunder and lightning overhead over here right now. So, you know, we've, we've gotten done what is about as much as we're going to get done probably for the next week. <laughs> so I've got an opportunity to do poetry. Well, I'm glad. That that lightning sounds pretty awesome, too. Oh, yeah. Hear the rumble and see it light up the window. Yes. Mm-hmm. I want you to write something. When it's thundering and lightning outside, I want you to just get lost in it and write something for me, would you? I don't care what. Just I write sure something. Do. Okay. Okay. You got it. I've got this as uh, a little bit of homework, and it's a poem called The Act. A bustling detached throng, oblivious to the old man. Wrinkles, spots, and scars adorn his work calloused hand. Standing at a busy corner, like a bent and weathered oak, those passing by, just a cautious eye, but no one stopped or spoke. The merchants' union met to discuss what could be done, but business still bustling, so their interest was none. Then a charitable foundation discussed how to intercede. But after many committees debating, never could agree. Then one person took time, spoke to him, found he had lost his direction, got his address, took him home. A gentle act above mere intentions and peace. Wow. That was phenomenal, Stan. Thing is, this this was uh, something we were doing. I did for the uh, poetry of Spring Embrace group, and it was off this marvelous quote from Khalid Gibran, and it was the smallest act of kindness is worth more than the greatest intention. Are you there? Yes, I am. Did you hear me? I cut out oh. um, right there at the end, so I didn't hear what you said at the end. Oh, at the end, it was uh, a quote that was our inspiration from Khalid Gibran, and it was, the smallest act of kindness is worth more than the greatest intention. Absolutely. That's a great quote. I know. Man, that was a winner there. Got yeah, my motor running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. All right, sweetheart, Thank did you have you. another short one? Uh short one. Oh, I do believe did I Did you want to read another something. one? Sure, I want to read another Of course I do. I have a speakeasy cafe, of course. <laughs> this. This is actually one that I was writing as homework and was also going to use on the Inspiration Factory, which is uh, Paul Sampson's gig. And it's called Creator's Bliss. 
There are those of singular minds. Only in what seems is truth divine. Yet so vast before them the unknown. There are those of singular belief. All others believe doomed to grief. Only their faith will find the creator's throne. No matter the path, the same destination, the evolution or a divine inspiration, all souls will find their way back home. Love says, knowing me does not mean dying. You say, fear your creator, but my heart's not buying. For I would be nothing without a soul's guidance alone. I did all good journey, no matter the path. I must go my own way, no matter the aftermath, for my soul and free will, for my guide. I am thankful for both and existence, for my fellow man's right of choice and dependence, till all souls return to their being, where they reside in peace. I heard some prompts in there. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, I liked it. I loved it. I'm you know, glad. you. Um, I don't know if you heard the prompts and stuff I gave at the beginning of the show tonight, but if you didn't, make sure that you go back and listen because there were some good ones tonight. I think you'll like playing with them. I am going to enjoy playing. Awesome. All right, my sweetness, do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come visit you, show you some love, get to know you and your work. Well, when able, I will be on Speakeasy Cafe here with Michael. Uh, World Poetry Open Mic, which is on the Twitch app. Uh, you can catch me at Epiphany Radio on different venues. Again, when I can get there. Other than that, you would find me in Poetry of Spring and Grace Group, Poetry and Prose. Again, when I have time, you can catch me occasionally over there at Outlaw Poetry, you know, <laughs> with Philip Kent Church, who is amazing. He is amazing. He is. And you can, yeah, and you can find me in the publications Outlaw Poetries were in cahoots and the 2017, 2018, and 2019 anthologies of World Poetry Open. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, fantastic job. I'm so glad you were able to make it. And, uh, you know, I know that that life is kind of playing ping pong with you. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm glad that you were able to make it here. My pleasure. And on to the next, dear lady. (laughs) All right, sweetheart. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week, love. I hope so. Bye-bye. Bye. I love our Stan. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you are on the air. Good evening, now. This is Brother Owen, the life of me, Chicago, Indiana. How you doing? I'm doing absolutely wonderful, sweetheart. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. Thank you. It is good to hear from you. What's going on with you? What did you bring us tonight? 
Uh, this is a poem I just, just finished up last night. It's called Haters. You guys and girls are wonderful human beings. <clears throat> Java, you're a wonderful human being. As it forward is Han Solo in Star Wars Episode 4, New Hope. I have a personal message to every one of my haters and state those who have ever spoke the words negativity in my direction, talked about it behind my back, spread falsehoods, rumors, lies, gossip, and preconceived notions on me. Attempting to do everything in your power to block my growth and impede my progress, or try to distract me and knock me off my square by posting nasty comments and vicious remarks on my Facebook timeline. You guys and girls are wonderful human beings. Hate is a wonderful human being to promote all of my successes. For being my secret admirers. For calling me one of your favorite poets. For cheering me on while I dazzle you with my storytelling abilities. For telling me I wouldn't be able to feature on poetry shows or win awards. And for doubting my abilities when I first stepped onto the Chicago poetry scene 10 years ago this month. Haters are wonderful human beings who inspire me to believe in myself when nobody else wanted to take a chance on me. But motivate me to become one of the greatest poets living in the 21st century. For shaping my resolve to get on my grind. And for pushing me to take my spoken word ministry on unprecedented levels. Haters are wonderful human beings for laughing at, mocking, and ridiculing me. For seeing your words of criticism and doubt. For being jealous and envious of me when I accomplished things they had dreams about. For expecting me to fail and crumble. For trying to duplicate my achievements and my level of greatness. And for wanting to become this extraordinary brother where everyone knows in the Chicago poetry community as brother of the Living Miracle Professor of Poetry. Haters are wonderful human beings for spending all their time focusing on what I'm doing, for paying attention to me instead of themselves, worrying about what I'm doing instead of worrying about how to better themselves. And poem. That was phenomenal. It's always good to hear from you, your strength and your conviction. Uh, thank you, now I appreciate it. <clears throat> You're appreciated, honey. Do me a favor. Tell everyone how they can come find you, what's going on, how they can get to know you better. Oh, good evening, my dear brothers and sisters. This is Brother O, Living Miracle Professor Porchy. And you can find me on Facebook on Omar Brother O. Gallon. And as always, I appreciate your support on the Speakeasy Cafe every week that I'm able to get able to, to come on the show and read some of my masterpieces for you guys. Thanks. Thanks a lot for uh, supporting me. Cause every, every little bit helps. Our pleasure, sweetheart, your family. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks. I'll be back next week. All right, honey. We'll talk to you then. Okay. Bye-bye. All righty. You are listening to Speakeasy Cafe, open mic poetry show. 
appreciate you all being here. We are going to take our next caller, which comes from area code 7... Everything just got hiccuped. 732, you're on the air. Have you read yet? Uh, Is it me? Can you hear me? It is you. I can hear you. Awesome. No, I haven't read yet. I'm the new guy. (laughs) How you been? I'm fine, sweetheart. Go ahead and introduce yourself. All right, very good. Uh, This is the Heavy Metal Poet coming to you live from the Jersey Shore. Um, It's an honor once again to be on here. I know I don't call as much as I should, but, you know, life intervenes, so, yeah. (laughs) Life happens. It's okay. Hope all is well with you and everybody listening. (laughs) Um, It is. Just patiently waiting for, uh, you know, summer. (laughs) Never going to complain about the heat again, let me tell you. Uh, All right, all right. Yes, lots has happened since, um, I guess, I spoke with you last. Or this whole Christmas vacation up until now. Um, I don't write as much as I used to, but I actually have this very, very brand new piece I just wrote the other day. I figured, let's try to get something angry out, more angry than I have ever written before. So, I'll read it to you. You tell me what you think. Okay. All right, all right. It's called Dispatch. Inverted. Converted. Hidden within lies. Sold souls, an unpaid toll, cannot hide behind. Crushed beneath our own well-being, hesitant to deny what's wrong. Fear becoming shadows of the past, knowing it all along. In smite, we smile. Enemies close, deceit through eyes of the damned. We are the enemy that cannot see, dying on stolen land. Watching you, watching me, watch you back. Entities of death, this raceless attack. No matter what flag residing under or what religion you chase. Believe the threat is real. Our wake lays us to waste. Desire to live for tomorrow and reality never comes. The lust for death under our breath. Speak fire as we are the sun. Lines have been crossed. Empires aflame. Downfall is imminent. By our hand, misdirection, viral scam. Beginning of the end. Forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Bullshit. We know exactly predetermined, egotistical, stubborn-born, overrated, manipulative, Bible-humping, political bullshit artists. Drain our money, time, welfare, and well-being. Exhaust our patience, care, and life. What we stride, how we confide, in division we live, believing the lies. In blood we fight, our namesake alive, breathing fire just to survive. People say society must change. 
People are society. In union, we must thrive, not the warping. We are one. A human race broken up into races we use on each other. War is raceless, faceless, and successful at ending what you believe in. So again, no matter what you chase, where your place, what your space, or the sadness on your face, no one cares if you don't. The threat is real. We are the threat. Reciprocal reflection of inverted desire to die is to live. And poem. Some amazing, amazing, strong, just brick between the eyes lines in that piece. That was incredible. Much appreciated. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't really write as much because I just do kind of like more promoting and just kind of, you know, just been busy. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just figured, you know, something, I want to try to write something and kind of make it like, you know, the it, like the one main piece, and like I'm going to try to push it as much as I can. So it's like it's just like no rewrites, no nothing, no re-editing. It just came right out. That's exactly how it came out. So, uh, yeah, any criticizing, good or bad, man, I don't know, bring it on. I love it. You know, it helps me out. Uh, <laughs> anywho, real quick, I don't want to take too much of your time up. Um, okay, yes, I am the heavy metal poet. I do have Crush Beneath Poetry. I would love for everybody listening to come visit the site, come like it, share it, uh, invite all your buddies. Um, we are... Uh, very honored, actually, at the library that we do our open mics at. Um, Crush Beneath Poetry open mics is every first Thursday at Point Pleasant Beach. Uh, actually, Point Pleasant Borough Library, sorry. Um, it's every first Thursday of the month uh, for our uh, Jersey crew that wants to come by. We are honored this coming July. We are going to be celebrating our sixth-year anniversary. And, um yeah. Shocked to me that I haven't been kicked out yet for all the noise we make. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm well seriously. I mean, it's a library, you know. It's like how much how uh, can you get? But we, we feed them cookies. We bring food. So we feed anyway, them cookies. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Poets will we do anything cookies. for cookies. Cookies are like magic. You know, well, the librarians, they come in, they're like, say, hey, what's going on? You know, I'm like, hey, I'm going to plug this amp in. You know, you can't yell at us. Have a brownie, you know. Um, no, because my wife, you know, she she cooks, she bakes, you know. She bakes the cookies, brownies. Sometimes we order pizza. You know, we it's more than just an open mic. It's a party. Um, so I we, want we cookies. We try to write some papers, and, you know, we're six years old. Wait, 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 wait. Your other open mic gets cookies. You, our open mic, we have cookies. Why don't yeah, I have cookies? cookies? I'm one of your open mics. You come here and read, and I have no cookies. Okay, you got me. All right. Well, well you better tell to... tell the missus she need. You guys need to send me some cookies, or I'm gonna cry. You hear that? <laughs> I think right I'll get there. away with this, you guys. 
Yeah, oh, the wow. other open mic gets them. I mean, really, seriously, wow. <laughs> All we gotta do is we'll give me the address, and we'll have to. There's no we in that. There's no I in team. What? Uh, let me see. Look at that. Yeah, I don't. I don't play crap. She she does the bacon. I do the eating. You know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, give me the address. We'll totally ship you some cookies, man. I love cookies. Okay. All right. Awesome. See, I'm shameless, you guys. Well, I don't even care what y'all are thinking right now. <laughs> well, thank you once again for having me on. It's been, it's been good. Uh, like I said, Crush Me Poetry. Come by the, the you know, come by the site. It's, 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 it's a thing. I don't know. Come to the site, and it's got all the local open mics and acts in the area, and it's got videos and pics of me doing goofy stuff on stage. And, well, come check us out. I appreciate it. Thank you for the years of support, and thank you for having me on. You're very welcome, sweetheart. And we will talk to you next week, honey. Very good. Cookies it is. <laughs> Thank All you. Right, Give the missus All a hug right, for me. Tell her we appreciate her. Well do. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. I do want to let, again, I want to let area code 984-757 and 216 216. Know that you guys are not in the lineup. If any of the three of you would like to come on the air, please press 1 984 757 or 216. If you guys want to come on the air, press 1. If you're here just listening, appreciate it. And if you change your mind at any time, press 1 and I'll put you in the lineup. I don't know. Let me know that you want to come on. Um, we have our next caller is from area code 240. So let's go ahead and grab them. 240, are you with me? Hi, Nyla. It's Meg. How are you? Oh, my gosh, my darling. It's been so long. It's so good to hear from you. It's so good to be here. It's so good to be here. <laughs> How's everything? How's life? Life has been really exciting um, this week, especially because my puppy got sprayed by a skunk and immediately hmm. came running in the house and rolled on my carpet and rolled on my new sofa and jumped up all over me. And I kept trying to push her away. And now my house, my dog, me, everything is all skunky. But other than that, everything's hmm. awesome. <laughs> yeah. You deserve a cookie. <laughs> I do, right? I have to wear rubber gloves deserve- when I eat it. <sighs> wait, wait, wait. I've got to ask a question. It was so funny. What? I was cracking up over here in Maryland. I know, yeah, right? I'm just—I'm sitting, sitting there listening to him talk, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden it hit me what he was saying. He has this great open mic, and he goes, and his wife makes cookies, and he takes them, and people get to go and read poems and eat cookies, and it's like, wait, 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 what? 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 We have I had no. In fact, I think now. all of us, all of us should get sent cookies, every single one of us, because we're here at the open mind. I think his wife should send every single one of us cookies. What do you think? Uh, I, I, I'm ready for them. Yeah, I, can't be the, I can't be the only one heartbroken here over this. There's got to be no, some, I'm, some more I'm of you have to be heartbroken. See, I could tell. I'm almost rolled up in the fetal position. and rocking on the floor. I am so, so saddened that I don't have cookies. Oh, my dear, my dear. Surely we just will have cookies soon. Soon, soon. I mean, we deserve so cookies, good. right? We're cool. We're as cool as those other kids, right? Aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're yeah. cooler. We're yeah. cooler. That's I like up. to think so. Okay. Hey, Meg. 
yes. <laughs> what you been up to, girl? Um, well, I, I relocated now. I'm living in Silver Spring. Um, I relocated in December. Um, things are going okay. They're, Where's Silver know, Springs? Maryland. Where they, okay. Yeah, where they shut down all the schools. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Maryland. I'm close to D.C. So I'm not going to talk about the coronavirus at all because I'm a little freaked out by it right now. So I'm going to read my I'm, look, I'm looking at mountain property, buying cases of water and cases of ramen noodles as we speak. And I look, track down my magnifying glass so I can always start a fire. And, <laughs> and y'all can call me when it's over. <laughs> right? Whenever that is. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm not eating Chinese food for a long time. <laughs> Oh, I have a friend okay. who has a 20-acre gold mine claim up on Bohemia Mountain here in Oregon, and I'm really thinking that it might be fun to go spend the summer camping out and digging at the claim. You know, we're going to have to do this show via smoke signals, but, yeah. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. But, you know, who's I won't catch the virus out there, right? No, no, or you can get a boat and... Well, then you won't be able to dock anywhere, so that's not a good idea either. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I don't know where to safe right now, but I'm safe <laughs> at home in bed. <laughs> I have no idea. It's a madhouse here at the grocery stores. That's what I'm hearing. So. You know, I really think that, and that sounds really stupid, but we had, and I'm going to go on with the story here, but here in Salem, uh uh, what is it? Detroit Reservoir is our reservoir that gets water to the city, and they had this huge algae bloom in it two years ago. And mm. within minutes of the, it hitting the news, these stores like Plaid Pantries and Seven Elevens and things like that had mm-hmm. water for twenty dollars a case that you could have gone in ten minutes before and bought for three dollars and twenty nine cents. And they got in wow. so much trouble for that. They got, but immediately, you know. And I just see. That stupid mentality taking over to where you're going to go to the store and not be able to get things. So I'm just telling everybody, you know, you don't freak out. If, if it happens, it happens. If there's nothing, you know, your, your core, you, you, you can't not live. But you can't not walk around stupid either. So I'm telling everyone, you know, get at least two, three, four cases of water and stick them in the garage. You know, get some canned stuff or some freezer stuff, just a little bit extra. So if people go crazy at the grocery stores and things go way up, you're not going to be stuck in a bind, you know. But don't exactly. go out buying, you know, buying body space suits so you can breathe and stuff. Right, right. Well, it's like that movie Outbreak. Mm-hmm. You remember that movie? Oh, it was in yep. the 80s, wasn't it? Yeah, you're an 80s girl. You know what I'm talking about. Totally, for sure. For sure, like for sure, for real. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Okay. I close my eyes, dreaming of a hug. Not a half hug. Not a three-quarters hug. A hug. A running-to-me hug. Eyes so blue they look starstruck. 
no stars out tonight, just light bright in my soul. For one, for one, while I'm in my in my chucks, hugs closing my eyes as the tear drops. Falls, falls from a freckled face, or face falling from grace. With grace, no haste, just how it feels when eyes are closed. I open them with the intention of seeing one for every day of my life. Grace has fallen as I dream. I close my eyes, weeping under a willow tree, wallowing in God's mercy. I close, never my heart. My soul ruptures, eyes dilated. I close, then open my eyes to the willow tree that's empty, empty of one, one I long to hold and don't. Wow. I have missed you so much, and I've missed you writing, your writing. You know, there was a time in life when our lives weren't as complicated, and you used to be here all the time. And, and you know, then when you're not around, it just it's, it just makes the times you are around, you're like that shiny Christmas present under the tree that you can't wait to open because mm-hmm. it's, oh, my God, oh, my God, makes here. But I really oh, miss I you. I love you. I miss you. I, miss I want, you but I would much rather you be the ordinary coffee table here every week. That's part of our mainstay and the the staples, you know. Yeah. It's, I like you being yeah. an exotic dessert because at least you're here. But still. <laughs> I love you. I miss. I miss you. Be, I miss you being salt. <laughs> <laughs> Just salt. No pepper. Just salt. This, just this, this staple. Yeah, that, yeah. I've missed, I've missed all of you too, and um, I'm gonna promise to be on every Thursday night, um, and I'm probably gonna call in earlier because now that I'm almost fifty, I go to bed a little earlier now. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there. You know, um, you know it's bad when you can show your Medicaid card to a bus driver and get on for free. Um. Yeah, just uh, I have not, I have not been on a bus since I was in high school, and I used to have to get on a bus, go downtown Portland, transfer, and um, you know, then take the bus to my high school. It was pretty crazy. Downtown Portland was pretty crazy even back then. It was a scary place. A little fourteen-year-old girl getting off a bus and standing around the bus mall waiting for the next one. It was crazy. Were you were you a mall rat or just a bus rat? No, no, I no mall, no mall, no. <laughs> <laughs> you still can't pay me enough to go into a mall. <laughs> no, I never a mall rat. I went to a mall last week. I was the weird girl buying funky clothes from the thrift store and hanging out in the woods. That was me. And then you flip to the flip side of that and I was like like Madonna and and um, Pat Benatar squished into one person with the rhinestones and the high heels and the stilettos and yeah. Oh my gosh, that must have been so fun. That must have been fun. I wish I could see what you what you would have worn back then. I'll post a picture, okay. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, I do, please. <laughs> 
you don't have to like post it on your wall if you don't want to, but send it to me, Messenger. We need to have a line popsicle kind of conversation. And uh, I'm grateful to God that I'm here to, you know, hear everybody's muses and hear the poetry. And I loved, loved the track. That was so awesome in the beginning. Wasn't that amazing? It was just amazing. Amazing. Um, Wanted to tell you quickly, Nyla, um, Noreen is in the poetry, what is it called? It's a poetry group. And she is reading outside on her porch. And I think it's called the poetry. I don't know. I have to figure it out and send it to you. But um, she just sits outside and she reads, and it's just a beautiful thing, you know. Um, yeah, and it just warms my heart. So ever since Gary passed, you know, um, it's like I feel like she's like the little caterpillar that's finding herself again, and it just warms my heart, you know. But I promise that I'll be on, I'm going to make a commitment to be on every Thursday again. Um, even if life happens, life's going to have to hold. And, uh, yeah, I'll be here. I promise. You we would absolutely love that. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I stopped writing for a little while. I'm, I'm back at writing now. So I That's okay. I bet you were my... doing something else creative during that time. Yeah, I am. I'm doing mm-hmm. a couple little things. I'm knitting. That's what I'm doing. I'm in a knitting group, and I'm knitting a scarf, and I make gloves, too. So that's different. So, And I'm not, the, <laughs> I'm not hanging out with 85-year-old women. Like, I'm not, like, that old yet. But um, it's a nice group of women, and we knit um, every Monday. So it's kind of fun for me. Like, Mondays become my favorite day. I've got some um, news. What's your news? Text me and I've paid the tech. Yeah, text me and I'll tell you. It's a secret. I'm getting married. I'm getting married. No way. (laughs) No No way. way. (laughs) Are you kidding? Are you ready? (laughs) No. Are you getting married? Not today. Not telling anybody. I'm going to inbox you, like, right now. My I'm I knew that would, I knew that would. I knew that would get around such a little shit. Okay. All right. Awesome. I, I'm inboxing you. Now you're going to rush me off. <laughs> I love All you. Right, you awesome. I love you, too, hon. I will see you guys next Thursday. Okay. Hi to everyone in the chat room, and tell, tell Fuzzy I said hi and give him a big... Give him a big computer hug for me. If you have not talked to him lately, you should try to get a hold of him and talk because he's doing some pretty incredible stuff right now. He hasn't called oh. in in quite a while, but it's, he's, he's being a traveling gypsy person, guys. He's got his – a lot of you may not know this, but I took – I went to uh, Wyoming last year and met him in Cheyenne. We stayed for a week and camped together in a little place called Vitavu. And I had a wolf dog that I wasn't able to legally keep because of our homeowners, my homeowner's insurance here. And so I met James, and he took my wolf dog, um, Lakota, who is 50% timber wolf. And uh, he bought a motorhome, and now he has him and his other wolf, Annie, 
and they're traveling all over the country doing the whole free-spirited, explore-the-world type thing. I'm so excited about what he's doing. I wish so badly I could do that. If I could get a satellite oh, internet disc on top of that, that would so be my life. I'm so jealous right. of what he's doing right now. But that's so exciting. Oh, I'm so excited for him. I'll that tell him. so amazing. I'm going to have to call him. I will give him a call. Yeah. Well, my dear, I will let you go, but I, um, I'm uh, grateful to God for you and everybody in this in the chat room. You know, you guys are like fucking family to me. You know, because I've been <laughs> on here for like on and off ten years. Yeah. So uh, it's just amazing to see the growth, the growth um, that comes from a starving artist just starting out. And then it unravels and unfolds to like this beautiful, beautiful piece of art by the time they're done. It's just so much fun to see and to hear. So, all right, my dear, I am going to shove off. I will see (laughs) you next Thursday. I love you. I will be here and I will will send you those pictures, those 80 pictures. Yep, yep. Oh, thank you. Please do. Yeah, I will. We're going to have a conversation later. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. All right, sweetie. Bye. Bye. All right. All right, now let's go ahead and grab. Ah, I have problems with my lines here. What the heck's going on? Oh, it's exciting. Okay, let me try. I'm going to try to get 216. Mama, is that you? Can you hear me? Yeah. 216? Yeah. Hey, sweetheart, yeah, how man. are you? Man, listen, I just got finished chasing chasing hand sanitizer, alcohol, and uh, disinfected, and chasing this and chasing that, and chasing paper towels, and chasing tissue, and then dragging it all upstairs, and then here, and you're saying, two, one, six, two, one, six, and I'm like, oh, she knows that by now I would have pushed two if I could push one, whatever I'm supposed to push. Well, and sometimes to, you doze off. So, in all fairness, uh, oh, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying, as if she should know <laughs> something's wrong by now. She should know that something's really, really wrong. <laughs> I am worn out. I'm walking around with a bag on my hand, with a sanitizer <laughs> inside, the bag, inside of the bag, pushing buttons and picking up stuff. And then I get a ticket when I get outside and I'm parking the handicap thing with my handicap stickers on there, and I get ticket anyway because the store is like crazy with people in line and it takes longer than 30 minutes and then I get out there and it's a ticket now I got a ticket so the, all the money I saved on my Fritos discount with my coupons is worthless oh this is horrible I don't even know what to say I don't think I'm going to cry now I <laughs> just sent me coupons all the money I saved on the coupons, I got to go pay a ticket in the morning. Why did he do that? He knows people are out there panicking. And the store was just late closing. I pushed in 30 minutes. And now I got to lose all my discount. And he was calling me out to the store while I was listening. I couldn't do my poetry. And, and I didn't get the coronavirus. And your baby, your little dog. He made you not get it because the, the coronavirus don't like skunk smell. <laughs> I hope so. That would be nice to know. <laughs> At least you're protected. 
Oh, yeah. it's so bad. It's so bad. I don't know. Have you ever been around a fresh skunk? Of course. Who hasn't? <laughs> I I had never. I had no clue. You know, and, you and seriously, I had no idea. Bec- I had no idea it was a skunk because it does not smell like a skunk. To, I'm not. I'm not real. Um, I don't from? hate the smell of a skunk. I've never hated this. It, to me, it smells like, like wet sagebrush smelled when I lived in Utah. You know, after a storm, that's, and the, the sage would get wet called, after a rainstorm. It's called, called marijuana. Yeah, but it, it, to me, that's what a skunk <laughs> smells like. But I've never smelled one fresh, <laughs> fresh, fresh like that. And it was seriously like diesel gas, like fossil fuel burning, like the oil rigs when my ex-husband used to work on the oil rigs. That's what it smelled like to me was that fossil fuel, super strong, pungent fossil fuel smell. And I had no clue it was a skunk. And then after time started moving along and it started to age a little bit and get a little patina on it, then I could start, wait a minute, this is a skunk. Oh, my God, you just rolled all over everything. My brand-new sofa, my carpet, you rolled all over me. You jumped on me. I pushed you off. Now I've got this oil on my hand, and I have used everything I can think of to wash it off, everything the Internet tells me to wash it off, and it's still. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's horrible. Nobody's gonna, no virus, no anything is gonna want to come around that. That smell. No, so. I agree. Thank you for that. I feel better now. <laughs> That's the good news. Oh my goodness! And a friend of mine just sent me a picture from 1990 something with me and my deceased boyfriend on it. And I'm like, oh my god, where did you find this? I'm answering that. And so I'm just getting this settling down to do a poem for you. So, so let me pull up something real quick here. And so what's been going on other than that? You miss Chatty Kathy, and now when I'm, when I'm trying to get you to stall for me, you're not talking. <laughs> That's because you're talking, and nobody nobody over talking now. When Mama's talking, you have to be quiet. You know I'm not a talker. You know I'm trying to get you to engage me. <laughs> okay, here's something. I'm going to do something really quick because you're not uh, you're not playing here. Here we go. Somebody gave me a prompt. And I know don't get jealous because I know I don't do yours most of the time, but I did this one because she's the one helping me uh, to organize my book, books to get it printed out. So his prompt was say, you have to use this as a first line. Eventually, I grew beyond the need for crutches. And then you have to use for the last line, are you really going to let him win that easily? Again, the first line that we had to use was, eventually, I grew beyond the need for the for crutches. And the last line was, are you really going to let him win that easily? So my poem came out like this. Eventually, I grew beyond the need for crutches. That was the day that I learned that my need for finding an easier way was not always the best way. When I got in the race, I never expected to win. I planned on just getting my name out there. Once the contest started, I noticed people were rooting for me hoping that I'd be the game changer. 
When I withdrew from the race, many people wondered why I entered in the first place. Looked at me as looked at me with saddened eyes, expressing loudly through silent expressions, sad eyes asking, Are you really letting him gonna win that easily? That's dedicated to uh, Tom Stiver. <laughs> I can tell you really had fun with that one. You know, it's it's fun when Mama gets her cheeky on. Yeah, but I can't understand why he got into the. Uh, how did he get into the race? I mean, it's just like he just got in there like a monkey wrench. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he what he did. I was like voting for him and all up down for him and everything, and the next thing I know. Like, you know, I don't even understand that. So, so now we're down to two. I think we're down to Joe and Sanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm, you know, now I'm singing that song in my head. Three little poets sitting on the in a no, not in a tree. What's that? Three little poets jumping on a bed. One fell off. Oh, and it's two left. Yeah. Yeah. You're not making me think of that song. <laughs> I think it was Froggy or something. I don't know. I don't even know. Ten um, monkeys jumping on a bed. One fell off and broke his head. Mama called the doctor, and the doctor said, No more monkeys jumping on the bed. Oh, nine little monkeys on jumping on the bed. <laughs> oh, okay, it was nine all together. Okay. Yeah. So. <clears throat> I'm going to find another piece for you and, um, you know, to keep the air from being dead. Can you tell me, um, I heard you saying that you're going to go and marry someone with a trailer and travel with them? No. (laughs) See, that's that you right there is a perfect example of what I'm talking about when I talk about religion. How, you know, I I celebrate all religions because I believe that all religions are only celebrating one thing, which is creation. So what I just told Meg, that's what mom heard. So it's easy to see how people get separated across the world. And, of course, stories getting retold and retold since biblical times or whatever can change, right? Uh, I made you talk, though, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> James, James one sapien. I heard bought, the story. I was, a motor I was making... Oh, it's kind of like seriously though. Seriously, I sat there and I had this boyfriend one time, and I lived on this farm, and he came over or he came home. We were living together, and he came home and he asked me how my day was, and I told him, oh, I took some eggs into town and gave them the lady at the post office, and I did some grocery shopping, and I picked up the mail. We had some packages, and, um, you know, then the UPS driver came by and dropped off a package, and I gave him a head of lettuce out of the thing and some cucumbers, and I gave him some eggs, too, and then and then he gets spends, off, spends the rest of the night pissed off at me because all he heard was that I gave the UPS driver head. <laughs> That's messed up. But I know, right? I was just making you talk because you did mention all that in the same breath. <laughs> you said, I, I got a secret, I'm getting married, and then you whispered the secret, 
and then you said, oh, and James, let me tell you about James. And then you said he got a, bought a trailer, and he's uh, going all over the country, and you were jealous. And, you know, so I just put the two stories together just to get you to talking because uh, I know you were being silent while making me look like I'm causing the program to be, have dead air. So <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> oh, I get myself in so much trouble. Okay. All right, we're going to read a go. second one, Mama. Yes. Yeah, 2015. I wrote this, and, and uh, I got a picture of my gas mask on. That I had my gas mask on in 2015, too, before my daughter died. She made all of us buy these gas masks from the Army store. So I guess she didn't know that we were really going to need it, need it eventually. So, but shit, not for this coronavirus unless she had a premonition but um, I'm glad I have mine and the, and the poem that I, I found well Facebook sent me, sent me the poem I guess when I started looking for the gas mask picture I'm going to put it on your page so you can see it eventually but I'm going to read it right now and it's called message message to my people and I got a gas mask on <clears throat> during the battle I cannot show you my class I got to do what it takes to save your ass. Cannot be sweet and nice in the middle of a fight. The enemy does not care if you're yellow, black, tan, or white. The enemy is not concerned with your intellect or what you collect or if you went to grade 12 or 15 or even a Ph.D. All they want to do is eliminate the people, eliminate more people. You see, you cannot sway a demented mind with reason. They need to discount you because you're automatically, you automatically magnify their greed. So blame the people in the United States for the cause of all your misery. Every, since slavery and before, we invented things in this country. and let's see, indoor plumbing, cell phones heart transplants, improved computers and rap music, jazz, blues, just to name very few. And even the mulattoes that passed and hid under light skin made achievements because of one drop of melanin. They say we should forget the past. Maybe we could if things had changed. But from what I can see, things are worse or the same. During the battle, I cannot show you my class. I got to do what it takes to save your ass. And not be sweet and nice in the middle of a fight. The enemy doesn't care if you're yellow, black, tan, or white. The enemy is not concerned with your intellect or what you collect. Time out for tap dancing around and overlooking this disrespect. I'm nearly 70, but now I'm 72. When I wrote this, I was 70. And I'm still in the trenches, wishing not to rest upon my laurels, though. I need to feel safe and know that during this war, we'll win back at least our morals. Commitment is one thing. Self-determination is another. We have to stop to undermine each other. Someone's religion or lifestyle may not be your choice, but let them be as long as it does not lay trap to our course. Distractions are not needed. Pay attention and stay focused on the next moves that we'll need to make. This is wartime. No time to be opinionated nor self-righteous. We all need to be effective. We need to be ready, ready for the unexpected. 
ready road and ready to roll out, ready to get out, steadily ready, getting ready, ready to roll, ready to roll. The car has food. My car has food, stove, water, lantern, flashlight, and a gas mask. Hazmat suits, sleeping bags, and matches, lighters, and cooking utensils, and a gat. Where you at with that? Termination. In the meantime, get fit and expect the unexpected. Distractions not needed. Pay attention, stay focused. Crucial times requires going wings. Drastic measures, rational thinking. It takes skills to stay alive in these days and times. Dead people cannot change things in peace. Dead people cannot change things. That is an awesome line. <laughs> Perfect close I, for that I, whole I, piece. Thank you. I twerked it a little bit uh, to bring it up to to stand to date to some of the things that's going on. Because at first when I wrote it, it was just affecting black people. But now it's affecting all people. So just a little bit. So welcome to the world that we've been experiencing for the last 400 years, everybody. And you know, we got to all become warriors and fight against this thing. Peace out, Mama Oladeji. One love. Appreciate you so much, Mama. Thank you. I love you. I love baby. you. You you are my you are my my most loved Mama, even more than my own. You are my Mama. <laughs> That is true. That is that is very true. That is absolutely the truth. I mean, every word of that. Thank you so much, baby. All right. Let me go cry in the corner. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I love you. Bye-bye, Mama. Bye. Okay. She thinks I'm joking. I'm not even joking. All right. So I am having some issues with the lines. Um, I'm going to play a piece here for you, maybe a couple pieces for you. Um, I've got four lines coming into the studio right now instead of what I'm normally supposed to have. Um, not sure what's going on. I have to check on this, make sure everything's up and running correctly. So I'm going to play a couple tracks for you. Um, the callers that we do have on, we have a, a nine. Eight four and a seven five seven is here with us. If either of you guys want to come on the air, press one. I'll know it's okay to bring you on. If you're on the air and you want to read, don't hang up. Don't try to call back in right now until I figure out what's going on because I just had everything just went blank. So let me get these tracks played. I've got one I'm going to do, and it is by oh where'd it go? Oh Andrea Gibson. <laughs> this is Royal Heart. Here you go, guys. You will never be let down by anyone, more than you will be let down by the one you love most in the world. It's how gravity works. It's why they call it falling. It's why the truth is harder to tell. Every year you have more to lose. But you can bury your past in the garden by the tulips. Water it till it is so alive. It lets you go. And you belong to yourself again. When you belong to yourself again, Remember forgiveness is not a tidy grave. It is a ready loyal knight kneeling before your royal heart. Call in your royal heart 
Tell it bravery can never be measured by a lack of fear. It takes guts to tremble. It takes so much tremble to love. Every first date is a fucking earthquake. Sweetheart, on our first date, I showed off all my therapy. I flaunted the couch where I finally sweat out my history. I pulled out the photo album from the last time I wore a lie to the school dance. I smiled and said, that was never my style. Look how fixed I am. Look how there's no more drywall on my fist. Look at my wrist. It's not something I have to hide, I said. Well, I was hiding it. The telephone pole still down from the storm. By our third date, I'd fix the line. I said, listen, I have a hard time. I mean, I cry as often as most people pee, and I don't shut the door behind me. I'll be up in your face screaming, Seattle is too rainy. Seattle is too rainy. I'm never going to be able to live here, I sobbed on our fourth date. I can't live here. In my body, I mean. I can't live in my body all the time. It feels too much. So if I ever feel far away, no, I am not gone. I am just underneath my grief, adjusting the dial on my radio faith so I can take this life with all of its love and all of its loss because I already know you are the place I'm going to finally sing without any static, meaning I'm never going to wait that extra 20 minutes to text you back and I'm never going to play hard to get when I know your life has been hard enough already when we all know everyone's life has been hard enough already It's hard to watch this game we make of love Like everyone's playing checkers with their scars Saying checkmate whenever they get out without a broken heart Just to be clear, I don't want to get out without a broken heart I intend to leave this life so shattered There better be a thousand separate heavens For all my flying parts and none of those parts Are going to be wearing the romance from the overpriced vintage rack Meaning I don't want a single speed bike If I can't make it up the hill I know exactly how many gears I'm going to need to love you well And none of them look hip at the car coffee shop, but they'd all have God saying, good job, you're finally not full of bullshit. You finally met someone who's going to flatten your kneecaps into skipping stones. Baby, throw me. Throw me as far as I can go. I don't want to leave this life without ever having come home. And I want to come home to you. I can figure out the rain. What if a black girl knew that she would be desired by others only if she desired herself? That beauty is not a shade but a mindset, and the best indicator of it is self-confidence. As I talk some sense, insert here confidence. What if a black girl knew that her lips were plump and beautiful, that she does not need to hold them in, make them thin, does not need to rely on Kylie Jenner to make her lips an attainable thing? What if a black girl knew that there is no such thing as a perfect nose because the nose isn't meant to be perfect, it's meant to help you breathe and if you can breathe, black girl, you've succeeded. So what if a black girl knew that to be ratchet is a culture defined by the black goddesses whose weave could be any color and whose speech could be any kind of cross from slang to misplaced grammar. Such creativity, so what does it matter? Miley Cyrus does not need to twerk to generate praise for our culture. But what if a black girl knew not to be bitter, that her father
mother like her sons were raised by black hands and you see in your father what you eventually see in your man for the molding of your father came from similar hands so if bitter is the sculptor then how sweet can be the man if bitter is a black girl then how sweet can be our clan what if a black girl knew that her rubies were hidden in the sand what if a black girl knew that her hair too was like finely refined wool and not a fiber of her hair was the opposite of cool but it reflects on the outside the struggle on the inside where natural meets the straightness that we take to our hatred hatred for ourselves that we project upon each other but what if a black girl knew that history recorded her as the most sought after that her bosoms were like raindrops that wouldn't dry after that her body was a magnet to worldwide wonder and the jealousy was so great that it polluted the perception of a black girl until a thousand years later now what if a black girl knew that she was that same creature that drove slave masters from wicked hate right down to love by the curves in her figure eight by that figure eight billion dollar figures in the bank account of that coke bottle corporation launched by the shape of that same figure eight figure out black girl figure out the figures match the years of social degrading delivered to the black girl's demise check your figures media ratings 1000 Caucasians on the red carpet only two black girls make the cut and they wonder why we can't grow let me guess because there are more dark girls than Lupita Nyong'o but what if a black girl knew the life is what you make of it and opportunities are what you take from it and there will be no female black president if no black girl wants to become it what if a black girl knew not to be victim not to be pacquio but to be floyd because this may weather leave sun rays on our lawn what if a black girl stop waiting for the defeat to spring from our floors what if a black girl knew that she would no longer take the abusive relationship between her and the media but decided to make wedding bands between her and her mirror what if a black girl knew that change is possible and greatness is personal and though it is black girls at the bottom of the social totem pole pressure makes diamonds so it's time black girls to make your diamonds glow what if a black girl knew 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 no 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 All righty. That was Dilemma with What If a Black Girl Knew. I'm going to go ahead and try to take area code 984, see if they can hear me. 984, can you hear me? Hey, what's up, baby girl? Hey, sweetheart. It's good to hear from you. What's going on? Uh, why would you ask me that? Like, you know, is it critical? To know? Yeah, I mean, like, do I get to, like, make amends and, like, you know, establish myself? No, I'm just nosy. You had a rough night having you. <laughs> Why is that? Cuz I can hear it in your tonality and in your voice and I heard before uh I don't even know how I got dumped but um I heard it when you said um we're having problems with uh you know our common lines. And this is why I left all that stuff. Remember back in the day where, when mm-hmm. I when I had MySpace and Pink Post and stuff like that? We're said been like 12 years that we've known each other, right? I, oh, longer I, than that. I commend you. I know. I don't even want to think about it. But I commend <laughs> you for this. Your persistence, okay? Um, it's seriously uh, 
it's uh it's admirable to say the least. Oh, thank you. See, you I know how much know fun this you... is, though. No, it's not fun, man. I mean, it it it's, it you get a little jinx from it, you know, like uh like a scorpion, you know, when it, when you see a scorpion and you go, oh shit, man. If I if I don't wash myself, that thing is gonna like you know put his, his <laughs> okay. That's what poetry is, real good poetry, okay. But uh, yeah, that's why I left all that, man. Just because I didn't want to be critical. Well, I was never a critic, but you know, and I give and I commend you again because you just are not critical. You just like you know take it all in. Um, You know, technology is what technology is. It's not like there's, you know, we have to allow it to be imperfect because it is. It's not human, and we're imperfect enough. But, you know, it's it's technology. It's not always going to work correctly. But I know how hard the girls work behind the scene because I used to work for Blog Talk Radio. So I know. I know how hard when things mess up. I know what it's like behind the scenes. And so I commend them. I commend how hard they all work. That's exactly how I met you in in Blog Talk Radio. I think you were one of my representatives. No. 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 Oh, I met you through through Jason on on MySpace days. Yeah. Facebook. Yeah, MySpace. A jealous, a jealous Fucking motherfucking piece of shit. Excuse me, audience. I did not say that. Hold on. Let me rephrase that. Somebody that needed just catch a life. Okay? And he tried to catch yours. And um, I'm glad you let him go. You know? So, anyways, uh, back to Discovery, right? 15 years ago, we started this Uh shit, right? Yep. You're still alive. Long I time. gave it up. Yeah. Didn't want to. Didn't want to go to Hollywood. Didn't want to. Didn't want to do Blog Talk Radio because, you know, we were we were one of the most prolific. Uh, I I'm probably not even gonna read tonight, but uh, dude, do not. Hold on, wait a minute. Hold on, wait a minute. I, you know what? Okay. I'm. I'm I'm going to hang up, okay? I'm done with it. I'm, All right. I'm we'll talk to you when you can get back in. Okay. Not sure what's going on there. We will see if he comes back in. I'll mark that. So, Glenn, if you can hear me, press 1 to come go out of the lineup, and then press 1 if you want to come back in when you get things settled up. All right. I'm going to try. I've got... I don't see that they are in the lineup, but I'm going to check with them anyway. Um, eight six three, are you there? Oh, um, hello, Nyla. This is no- hey, hello. Noreen. Hi, honey. I'm glad you were able to get in. Okay, thank you. Okay, um, you know, you know, one day this past week, um, before I did the um, yeah, I think it was last week, this poem. Somehow it got in with my poetry. It's supposed to be in Gary's poetry, and I don't know if he ever read it. Um, but I, I remember him writing it. It was see, this is about um, it called A to D poem. He wrote where where the first word starts with an A and the last word starts with a Z, and each word it goes from alphabetical order. Um, you know what I mean, like A B C and all the way down yep. the line. Uh huh. And 
I remember that day because I told him I can't. I'm trying to do it because we learned a new form. I told him I couldn't do it, so he went and got. He went and sat down and wrote it, and he did a really fantastic job. So he did it, and here's what it's called: A to D poem. Okay, okay. A po- a bomb caused the destruction everywhere from great horizons in Jakarta, killing loving men. Never of peace, quickly ruining some tribal utopia's vast world, exing Yusuf's then. The end. Wow. I don't think I've heard that. I don't think I've heard that. I don't think he ever read it. But I told him that was a good one because it went from the A, you know, and he followed the procedure, went from A to Z all the way down. He did really good. He did. Yes. You know, it's nice that even after all this time, we're still getting, we're still getting surprises from him. Yes. I so love that yes. you're here with us and share with okay. us, honey. It means okay, so thank much. Thank you. Okay. And then the one I got for me, I wrote called "Positively Love." Okay. When when I see the moon, I think of you in my darkest moments. You lift me up. When I see the stars, I think of you. You believe in me, my dreams, and my wishes. When I see the sun, I think of you. I see love written all over your glowing face with pageant. When I feel the cool breeze, I think of you. I feel your love wrapping around me. Oh, how I love you, my darling. The end. Aw, Noreen, that was beautiful. Okay, thank you. Now, I believe that he hears every word that you read for him still. I know he yes. does. Yes. Yes. That was beautiful, honey. Okay, thank you. You're very welcome. Okay. So do you want to... Uh... Oh. You okay? Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Do you want to tell everyone how they can find you? Yes, um, you can find our three books, um, okay, in in, in Amazon.com, and then you can find um both of us on our um official website, um Jerry and Noreen Snyder. com front slash poetry, and you can find um Gary on um Facebook. com ReverbNation.com. And um oh and WikiNut it's not there no more so you can't find it on WikiNut anymore. It's gone. I was looking for it a couple weeks ago and it's not there. So uh, everything we had up there you're not had up there is not there. Can you contact uh, them and see if it's still available or accessible? It, it's not because some I went from different browsers. It's not accessible anymore. The whole site's the gone website. or just the page? No, the whole website. Ah. Everything. Okay. Okay. And and then um you can find us on poetrypoem.com. You can find Gary on um I think on all poetry dot com and and um uh and he's on reverbnation dot com and he's also Googleable and Googleable. <laughs> and, okay, and you can find me on um, 
um, Facebook.com, ReverbNation.com, um, PoetryPoem.com, and I think I'm on AllPoetry.com, too. And I'm also Googleable and Googleable. Yes, ma'am, you are. Okay, and and then I'll be in the in a in an anthology book. It's going to be out April first, twenty twenty, and that um is called uh, I think it's called World Peace, World Healing, uh, by um uh, Bill Peters. Awesome. And there's going to be over a hundred of us all in there, and I'll be one of them. Well, I'm proud of you, sweetheart. That's very cool. Okay, thank I didn't, you. I didn't know that he was still doing books. That's that's pretty awesome. Yes. Okay. And and oh yeah, and then you can find um find us on um Saturday nights at Facebook Live on the Portrait Club. And I read <laughs> um and and this um this uh Saturday I I think I'll be doing Ann Bad Brad Street. And I also do um Elizabeth Barrett Browning and Robert Browning. And I just started Robert Browning with Elizabeth Barrett Browning now. But um, I've been reading Elizabeth Barrett Browning, too. Very cool. When that goes live, make sure or write for it. Make sure you put all that stuff on my uh, Facebook page, okay, so that people will know what's going on. Okay. I sure will. All right, sweetheart. Love you so much, and I'm so glad you shared all that, honey. Okay, um, thank you, Nyla, and we love you too. And and I want to um, thank all the sponsors for um, sponsoring the show for the year. I want to thank you, Nyla, and um, Christopher Ryan, and um, and Michael Quigg for um, for um, hosting the show for the year. So we poets have a venue. Thank you, and thank you for letting us be on here too. We appreciate you so much, Noreen. Thank you so much for always remembering everybody. Okay, you're welcome. It's very sweet. Okay, thank you. We love you. Okay, and we love you all too. Okay. (laughs) All right. Bye bye, hon. Okay. Okay, talk to you later. Okay. Beautiful Miss Noreen. All right, so I am still having some issues with my board here. I can't. I'm refreshing it. I've got nothing. I've got no way to see if you guys are even on. So I'm going to try to see if I can get this one to work and play a track for you. Um, this one is Brian Ellis with Shopping Carts. Here we go. It started as a game of communist soccer. Communist soccer is when you and your friends stand around a shopping cart volleying the ball back and forth, eventually getting it in a basket. In communist soccer, when one person gets it in the basket, everyone does. We had the energy, we had the night, we had each other, we had a problem. We were way too good at this, so we did the most obvious thing. We stacked another shopping cart on top of the one we already had, but a hot minute later we were popping the ball in every other slap of the ankle. By the time we lifted that third cart into the air, we knew something unexpected was going on. Maybe even something magical. The shopping carts. They were begging for it. Begging for us to pull pyramids out of them so we answered their prayers. The logistics were immediate and the mechanics came even quicker. We worked in pairs. Gathering the carts, lifting and attaching, deciding where the sculpture was going to go next. 
First the center is upright and then they spread outward, laying the carts on their side. The next layer rests with the front wheels, hooked into the basket in the center. You wouldn't expect how many ways shopping carts can lock into one another in the middle of an empty stop and shop parking lot on a weekday. It didn't take long for authority to come after us, and we ran, but not before we were given a thick... Hey! You think this is funny? Who's gonna take this down? Some lifetime dead-end job schlub just like me, whose morning routine will be abruptly interrupted by something he or she didn't know existed, our work was not finished. At Star Market, we erected an overflowing swarm of metal and carriage. By the dumpsters of Family Dollar, we reconstructed the scattered bones of commercialism into a throne of modern antiquity. We flipped them upside down to the ones right side up. We forced wheels in the handles. Everything else, it came from the earth. We chiseled away all that was not shopping cart from the air, and the closer we drew the realm of the impossible, the larger it became we wrote letters. In the language of shopping cart, and they read, Wage Slave. When you pull this apart tomorrow, please do not let any weight gather in your shoulders. We wanted to put a little impossible in your life again. A little unexpected. A little I don't know what's around the corner. And we wanted to remind you of the necessity of magic. So when you pull apart these structures, sculptures, pyramids, remember that a pyramid has five points. One, that aims towards God. And four, that reach for something more important. taught how to get a job but I can remember dissecting a frog I wasn't taught how to pay tax but I know loads about Shakespeare's classics I was never taught how to vote they devoted that time to defining isotopes I wasn't taught how to look after my health but mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell never spent a lesson on current events Instead I studied the old American West I was never taught what laws there are I was never taught what laws there are Let me repeat, I was not taught the laws for the country I live in But I know how Henry VIII killed his women Divorced, beheaded, died Divorced, beheaded, survived Glad that's in my head instead of financial advice I was shown the wavelengths of different hues of light But I was never taught my human rights Apparently there's 30 Do you know them? I don't Why the hell can't we both recite them by rote? I know igneous, metamorphic and sedimentary Box, yet I don't know squat about trading stocks or how money works at all. Where does it come from? How does the thing that motivates the world function? Not taught to budget and disperse my earnings. I was too busy there rehearsing cursive. Didn't learn how much it costs to raise a kid and what an affidavit is. But I spent days on what the quadratic equation is. Negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4AC over 2A. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. They maybe learned that over basic first aid or how to recognize the most deadly mental disorders or diseases with preventable causes or how to buy a house with a mortgage if I could afford it because abstract maths was deemed more important than advice that would literally save thousands of lives but it's cool because now I could tell you if the number of unnecessary deaths caused by that choice was prime 
Never saw present day practical medicines But I was told what the ancient Hippocratic method is I've got a headache, the pain is ceaseless What should I take? Um, maybe try some leeches? Could we discuss domestic abuse and get the facts? Or how to help my depressed friend with a mental state? Um, no, but learn mental maths Because you won't have a calculator with you every day They say it's not the kids, the parents are the problem Then if you taught the kids to parent, that's the problem solved then All this advice about using a condom But not for when you actually have a kid when you want one I'm only fluent in this language For serious, the rest of the world speaks too Do you think I'm an idiot? They chose the solo over the political system So like a typical citizen, now I don't know what I'm voting on Which policies exist or how to make them change me We je parle un so at 18 I was expected to elect a representative for a system I had never ever ever been presented with But I won't take it, I'll tell everyone my childhood was wasted I'll stare at everywhere how I was educated And insist these pointless things don't stay in school All right, that was Boy in a Band, Don't Stay in School. I really love that piece because it, I, I agree with the concept of that poem so deeply. You know, there's, there's so much that they teach our kids, you know, especially the line, you know, I, I know, I know uh, something, some, you know, I, for example, I know about Shakespeare, but I don't know the laws of our country. You know, they just, they don't, they don't prepare our kids anymore. I think that the school system really needs to redo and rethink what it, puts in our children's head when we send them out there in the world. I'm going to check with area code area code 585. Can you hear me? 585? Let's try that again. 585? Can can you hear me? I hear yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Hey, Doug. How are you, sweetheart? I'm good. It's good to hear from you. I'm good. I've just been able to tune in just a few minutes ago. I enjoyed that piece. Uh, I really like it, too. Well, for tonight, I have one very simple four-line poem that was written in response to a request for a four-line poem. I would like to read it twice because the placement of a comma and make all the difference in a four-line poem. And uh, actually, the poem is written without any punctuation. Punctuation is in the mind of the reader, and I found two places for it. Called Love, Lost, and Found. I should have left her where I found her, broken in shadows, no light, no cue. Lost, crumpled, and confounded. I'm found now where she left me. That's fun reading. I should have left her where I found her. Broken in the shadows, no light, no clue. Lost, crumpled, confounded. I'm found now with that me. So it's just a subtle difference as to who's lost, crumpled, and confounded. Left it that way, you don't know that it means anything to anyone else. <laughs> Sometimes it's nice to have our little esoteric jewels, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, you know, where you, where you place the comma determines who was lost, crumpled, and confounded. Mm-hmm. Um, it also implies a condition for the last line. But that's it. I think that was awesome. I love being able to play with words like that. And it's really fun because usually things like that, um, you know, I, I don't think that you specifically set out to write that. Was that just a, a nice surprise when you looked at it and realized what it said? Or did you intentionally write it that way? Absolutely. You can't you can't do that intentionally without being corny. It's almost corny when you find out you did it anyway. But um, you can't do it intentionally. <laughs> Without you know overdoing it, and it's only when I heard a voice, in this case mine, read it, that I realized there's two different meanings depending on how you handle the transition into the last line. Is it the last two lines or is it the last line? The first part belongs to the other person, and the last part belongs to the reader. Only mm-hmm. the only thing that determines is whether the first part is three lines or whether the first part is two lines giving the reader the last two and that's the thing uh, you know poetry is is to be absorbed and to be savored and the, when I first learned about poetry we, we had to what we called explicate a poem and that meant you took every single word in the poem and examined it for every every single word every bit of punctuation and examined it for its possible meaning and relevance to what was the point. Now that you did that, that the, that the writer may have been alluding to. So I, I kind of listened to other people's stuff that way, and that's why I heard my own stuff that way once I read it out loud. That's very cool. Are you going to read two for us tonight, honey? Nope, just going to read, read that one twice. <laughs> are, are you Are that's you up. sure? Uh, you know why? Because I didn't, I didn't have anything else with me. Um, I mean, there's there's always stuff, but um, yeah, that's that's all I have with me. I, I wish I'd have thought to bring another one with me. I did. <laughs> I was a featured I was a featured read last Saturday, and I went to an open mic uh, last night. So I just figured I would come in, and, and I know I wouldn't be able to get here very early. So I just figured if I had a chance, I would get that one. Didn't bring all I had to do was pick up a notebook. I would have all the other stuff, but I didn't do that. So were but, you you weren't here at the beginning of the show when I gave out the prompts? Then were you? No, I wasn't. So any you should go check back some of the uh, you know if you ever want some ideas on writing, check back at the beginning first fifteen minutes of any of the shows, and. Okay. You'll, there's all kinds of writers' prompts and stuffs on there, but I want to give you the three prompts that I gave because I do three poetry prompts, and that they have to either be the title, uh, a line in, or the concept of the poem. But there's one of them that okay. I think that you'll really like, but I'm not going to tell you which one it is. But I'm going to give you all okay. three, and I want you to pick one and write to it. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm ready. So the first one was the river's mask. The River's Mask. Okay. The second one was Forge a Ghostly Comet. Say it again, please. Forge, like, you know, you're forging steel. Forge a Ghostly, uh-huh. com- forge a ghostly Comet. Okay. Like a falling, falling star type thing. Forge a Ghostly Comet. Uh-huh. 
And then the last one was Traveler's Cocktail. Okay. So if and when you Very write good. to one of those, I want you to bring it back, and I will tell you if it's the one I thought you would write to. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> great. I, they, they all present possibilities. I know. Immediately. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> all right. right. How about that? <laughs> What's that? So maybe maybe we'll get you to write to one of these. <laughs> when that I think good. I... I know which one I would pick. I know which one I would pick. We'll see. We'll see if I do it. Okay. All right. That, I guess that's, <laughs> I guess that's, you know, you can wood when the rest of us will. That's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell everyone again your right. Facebook page, honey. <laughs> I'm changing the subject. I am Doug Curry. And um, I can be found under my name on Facebook. I can be found uh, by the name of my radio program, which is Blacks and Blues. Found on Facebook uh, under either of those names. Blacks and Blues airs on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time at WRUR.org. It airs at 10 o'clock for one hour out of Chicago on Saturday night, Chicago or Central Time. Uh, for one hour, and that's at WDCB.org. I also do a bit of writing on allpoetry.com, and uh, yeah, and I managed to squeak in here in the last half hour of this show. I, lo- I like coming here earlier, but sometimes i got to do the best I can. So on Thursday nights, I look forward to being here. Well, we appreciate you being here. A special treat for us. Thank you so much, sweetheart, and we will talk to you okay. next week. Yes, indeed. All right. If I can get one to... Okay. 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 All right. Love you, sweetie. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Absolutely adore that man. All right. Everybody, you have been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Eek. I want to let you all know how much I appreciate you, both callers and listeners. Appreciate you being here, sharing the evening with us. Remember, if you did not catch the poetry prompts and exercises and all that stuff I gave at the beginning of the show, you can go back and listen to the first 15 minutes and then you know, hang out and, and listen to the show in the background while you're writing and stuff and be inspired because we had a great lineup this evening want to close the show with an audio track it is going to be cassandra tribe striking a match and next week and another another amazing evening that's it that's it we're done you guys love you we'll see you then good night everybody striking a match holds the promise of many If I have chosen to pour gasoline on myself, on others, on things, then the promises of destruction that will have no meaning. For no two people shifting me where the ash shall agree. And why I struck the flame. Houses will be left with People will be chosen to blame and if anything of me is of me I will be examined 
cannot believe the nature of destruction is to destroy all meaning. Striking a match holds the promise of many things. If that match sparks a flame that flares to a candle, then the smallest part of life isn't trapped. With flickering boundaries, its borders are protected. Lord, up the ways of night. In that small circle of light, vision lacks clarity, and life has the substance of and no two people shall agree. For the nature of flames and fire is to disappear. Striking a match holds the promise of many things. If that match falls on wood pile just so, then flame feeds fire. Light cannot help but be cast. Reveal what has been and what is yet to come. Yet fires by nature consume themselves, or what is foolish enough to void. And no two people will survive. The coolness of night when the fire dies, or the hunger of the fire grows. Or the nature of being consumed is to stay till there is nothing left. No one person can survive in darkness, cold of For each and all are beyond their control. In striking the match, there is a promise of
circle of light reveals. Oh, we can dream wild nature contains. Divine fuel that will not destroy, but nature of striking a match is to see what can be done and where you may choose to begin. <laughs>